What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the internationally known for Frisco to Maine all the way to Spain. Wake up show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. New, new, new you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one. New, 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 new A.K.A. Mr. Coachalini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus. And you in the Desert Storm Bunker with the Morpheus of the Matrix. Morpheus of the Mating Matrix. None other than EWF, Every Woman's Fantasy, and CGA, See God Allah. Not only that, the unbinding, the unbindable, the undebatable, and not only that, the chocolate is skinned it. All right, how many more nicknames we gonna have? See God Allah and A-Time Demonetize Champion, you do. It's out of control. The Morpheus of the Mating Matrix. All right, we got a lot going on here today. I had a decent weekend. What's up for your weekend, man? My weekend was interesting. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, All nigga? right, we're ready to go, man. Went down to L.A., watched the Raiders. Yeah. It was that type of weekend, like every weekend, watching the Raiders. Mm. All right. Anyway, other than that, it was a great weekend. Kicked it with my son. We're preparing for a very, very important month in October, and uh, hopefully some things will change and all of that stuff. But speaking of the NFL, we have later on today, ladies and gentlemen, lady are on today. We're going to reveal the trash of the, not the class, the trash of the NFL on CGA Sports channel. The link is in the description box, CGA Sports. And uh, if you can't find it, it's, has, it's at CGA Sports. We're going to reveal which team should be relegated to the merging XFL, the U USFL. All right, they should bring up a top team there, man. That's what's going to happen there. Jesus. All right, Raiders are on the list. You're on the clock, Raiders. Anyway, we got a great show for you lined up today. What do we got going on here? Country Wayne, comedian Country Wayne, reveals that he pays $200,000 in child support. We're going to talk about that later on in the show, about the second hour of the show, because this is a podcast. If you want the 10-minute video, go to the Coach Greg Adams channel, and the edit should be up probably in a day or two related to this relevant topic. But we got a great show for you nonetheless. We have Doom and Gloom CGA, Straggle and Sniggle Theater, a woman telling women, a woman telling women they should not go to college, that they should get the plastic surgery. Mm. <laughs> All right. They should get the BBL. They should get the titty implants. They should get the facial reconstruction, the vaginal rejuvenation therapy. We have a woman that, listen, I wrote this book, The Evolution, and we're living it in real time, published in 2019 before your favorite content creator was famous. Coach Greg Adams, The Evolution. My goodness, the links are in the description box below. Perhaps we'll sell one book. We haven't sold a book in six months. All right, listen. All right, listen. We have to. We haven't sold any books all year. None. All right. If you know, you know. All right. No books. I haven't made any money. I'm looking for a job. I might actually go have to work at McDonald's flipping burgers. They're paying people $20 an hour. You might be able to support a family. All right. <laughs> so we got that coming up. We also have Terrell Owens, former NFL player Terrell Owens, saying that black women didn't like him, so he did not date black women. We're going to talk about that 
and uh, what's going on there. I can kind of, I can definitely relate to that story. We also have the highest, the states with the highest STIs. Is it your state? The states with the highest STIs. All right. Uh, in, in, into anyway, uh, what do you think? What state has the highest STIs? We always tell you where the hot pockets are. All right. But uh, anyway, we got that going on. But, but, but by the way, to contribute to the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund, dollar sign Notorious CGA on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat new, 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 on new, the Notorious CGA channel. Welcome back, man. Look, man, one of these days I'm going to go seven days a week streaming. All right. Uh, thanks. What's up? Popping up on my screen. One of these days I'm going to have to keep up with these stories. But, of course, I have to travel. Uh, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Albert Wesker says loans are due. All right, loans are due out here. Your rent's due, my Oh, man, people are struggling already, but he says SA is about to go crazy this month. Your rent's due, motherfucker. There's about to be a whole bunch of... Get him, daddy. Get him, daddy, gonna be... Get him, daddy. I hope y'all got a couple of dollars. Get him, daddy. All right, peace leave. Price of peace leave about to plummet. All right, shout out to Anthony... D91 says, Coach, sell the Raiders season tickets now. They are trash. First of all, I don't own any Raiders season tickets. All right? I don't own any. I don't know who told you, but... Second of all, he says, uh, I also saw a cute black girl at the store on Saturday. Then I saw that she had a Bart Simpson tattoo on her lower back. Women are lost out here. Shout out to you, yeah. Oh, I cannot stand women's tattoos. By the way, selling tickets um, when a team is bad is not a good idea. Remember, buy low, sell high. If I did own any tickets, what I would not do is sell them when the team is bad. Not only that, Raiders are a destination team, meaning that the visiting team will always buy some tickets. If I own some tickets, I probably would keep them and sell them to the visiting team fans. Because that's what they'll do. All right. Not only that, you have a PSL. You actually own the seats. You don't own the, just the tickets. But I don't own any tickets. So I don't have to worry about anything. Yes. All right. Run Forest Run. Shout out to you. Is that Belgium waffles I smell? And he says, uh, D91. Anthony says, uh, what was he say? Can you add a thumb? Can you add a thumbs down button on locals so we can use it on men like Jimmy Butler getting his hair straightened? All right, I can't. I don't have any control over that. All right, Ennis says, I feel like I'm in heaven watching you live, chilling in a 2000 Accord, rolling a blunt, fighting these roaches. He says, wish they'd leave me alone. Look at all these roaches. Riding every day. Man, you think women ain't begging now, man? Women about to be begging, Ninja. Women about to be begging your ass. Dude, if you got two pieces of bread, you ahead of my, a lot of women today. <laughs> ladies and ladies are watching me, not me. Dude, I met, like I just have casual conversations with people, and they tight right now. They tight. Ninjas is going to have to decide in the next five, six months. Vicious and Ninjas is going to have to decide what they really going to do with their life. All right. What are you really going to do? I mean, marriage is about to implode in the next six months. Divorce attorneys about to be going crazy. All right. Because women about to skedaddle out there. They ain't, they ain't trying to stay. But hey, ladies, I don't know where you're going, though. 
like when you divorce your husband, where are you going? Like, it ain't like, guys, it ain't, you're gonna, it's not a better deal once you get out of your divorce. All you're gonna be doing is this. When I start selling pussy, I don't wanna hear it. When I start selling pussy, I don't wanna hear nobody say shit. When you see me on the corner, bitch, mind your business. Um, all you're gonna be doing out here is selling puss. All right, Mr. Avril says it's October, fellas, in Amazon. Has a sale on condoms. Yeah, man. Country Wayne. You ever heard of a condom? <laughs> All right. El Chido says, Monday coach. He says, morning coach. Woke up missing my big eye Becky. I need to get her back up here. It's been a while. Big eye Becca. And shout out to B-Roll Mahogany. The T-Swift marketing scam is working as planned. Everyone wins. Stay woke. Except for black women. Apparently, they thought they owned Travis Kelty. We already went over that story. All right, but black women is in a bind about Travis Kelsey, like, ladies, sisters. I'm in a bind, Sisters, what is y'all problems? Talking about, oh, he doesn't like us anymore. They are so insecure. Women are insecure in general, though. All right, but some people can hide it better. Sisters, y'all be, y'all insecurity be bad. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like life-sucking. Pause. All right, shout out to Sodom. Sodom Insane says, yo, coach, keep making money in your sleep, Master Sensei. Appreciate you. Shout out to James Davis in the building. Appreciate you. KT says, keep up the good work. CGA salute. We back in the building, man, and it's a good time. We got, uh, we got the wise man says, CDA, you stress the importance of keeping your paperwork in order. My dad just sent me a picture of one of my report cards from third grade. I'm 24. It made me realize how lucky I am because most ninja's fathers wouldn't be able to do this, much less your father don't even know your birth date. Or you're probably, your father probably, most fathers probably don't know their kids' birth date, shoe size, teachers' names. Dude, I was really important on that one. So keep your paperwork in order. I got all of my kids' report cards, even though my baby mama don't think I do. All right? I can go right to the school district. The school district know me when I walk up. All right? Give me my info. <laughs> all right? Give me my info. You can do So I got all of my kids' report cards from kindergarten in a file. All right? Lined up. School pictures and all that. I, I'm one of the parents. I got the school picture lined up where uh, I got the picture frame. Uh, each year, their school uh, pictures, right? From kindergarten all the way to current. However, COVID did mess me up, all right? COVID and school pictures messed me the hell up. Crazy. Absolutely ridiculous. Shout out to No Government ABA says many of us haven't received a RP education until recent YouTubers got popular. Before YouTube, others, other than personal experience, where did men go for a RP education and was it available to the masses the reality is that this, and a lot of new red pill consecrators, they really don't have an idea. Up until 2021, what we were doing would put you on the FBI and the CIA list, which I got a file over there. I got a, I'm sure I got a file. <laughs> Did you? Like, you could not say what we're saying today. Now, some of these consecrators, the new ones, they're doing this, and they're getting a free run. They're getting a free run right through the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> All right, but yeah, you used to be able to go to the barbershop. That was about the only place you could go for this experience, but not the white barbershop either. Not with them two, not with them three old white men with they with they white lab coats. That was beta world for white men. 
All right, but ninjas would go to the barbershop, but but then it was always a simp ninja. See, the thing about the black community is always a simp ninja that's going to stop the bullshit, right? When we talking and we laying it in deep, you know what I mean? We hitting you like some Ric Flair chops to the chest, Ricky Steamboat chops, you know what I mean? Reverse knife, knife edges. We hitting dudes with some knowledge. And then all of a sudden, all it takes is one woman to walk through there with her nappy-headed, crumb-snatching-ass kid wanting a haircut, and this ninja gonna save the day. He gonna. It's always gonna be that one simping ass punk mother sucking blue pill goofy ass. And that ninja probably on child support for five women. And he gonna come and bust up the whole thing. You already know. You already know. So barbershop, maybe football games used to be it. But now women be football fans. They be going and buying tickets. You know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of uncomfortable with women in sports. You know what I mean? Like, I used to coach women in sports. But women be going to the games, you know, by themselves. They be going with their girlfriends. I was at, I was in L.A. at the L.A. Live watching the boxing match with Canelo, which wasn't much of a match. And there were women in there. They were just two girlfriends. They was in there. They was all excited watching the match and shit. I'm like, damn, what happened to sports? What happened? It used to just be where men used to be at. Now women all up in there, all up in the video, all on the record, all in the damn pictures, all in the damn arena, all in the front row. <laughs> Trying to look for a man, a high value man. I want to, you know, man, boy, them Latinos came out for Canelo Ninja. Them Latinos, them Latinos came out. Anytime a ninja fighting a Latino, it could end up in fisticuffs. By the end of the match. You know what I mean? By the end of the match, it can end up in... You might have to fight your way out. You might have to fight your way out. You know what I mean? And me and my son was at LA Live. I was like, Ninja, if this Ninja win, we're going to have to fight. <laughs> I had to prep my son already. I was like, if this Ninja win, you know we're going to have to fight up out of here. Because we was all cornered in the back upstairs. I was like, Ninja, if he happened to win, we were going to have to fight all of these Latino Ninjas. <laughs> I was like, we about to get a matter of fact, the fight before they robbed that Mexican boy uh, of that fight because they gave it to the ninja. And I was like, hi, how did he win? But they gave it to him. And I warned my son. I said, fam, if Canelo loses, we fighting. Not only are we fighting, we about to get stabbed. So you better be able to fight through stabbing. <laughs> right. I was like, yo, we gonna have to throw fists because I was looking down where the brothers was. I was like, all right, they didn't rob one Mexican already. So uh I had to tell my son it's about to be on. And I saw I saw Mexicans practicing they boxing, you know what I mean? Practicing their hands. I was like, son, it's me and you, fam. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we in Los Angeles, it's about to be on. Anyway, you already know. You already know. <laughs> All right, I saw some ninjas down way in the corner of the restaurant. I was looking, sizing them up. I was like, looking at them like, know these, you know these motherfuckers going to be mad. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, yo, my son was like, I'm ready, dad. I was like, there you go, son. That's, a, that's the spirit. <laughs> All right, anyway. I was like, but you won't realize how many Mexicans are in here till the fighting starts. Ninja is going to be like, you're going to be like, is Mexico moving in? Jesus. I was like, damn, we in Mexico all of a sudden. I'm like, we're going to knock out 10 and 100 more are going to come out. It's like double dragon. <laughs> all right, anyway, 
like double dragon up in this mug. Like, God dang, when, the, when is the final boss? How many levels is this shit? All right, anyway. <laughs> My son was ready to go, man. He was like, I'm ready. All right, but luckily Canelo was just beating up out of the guy. And I was like, well, I don't think we have to fight tonight. They're going to be happy. All right. They gonna be shaking our hand. K on the K lo K. Hey Pasa. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, let's get to the show. This show is already off the rails. But look, we gotta get into some doom and gloom CGA. How about we do that? Yes, indeed. Here we go. Doom and gloom, CGA, we back in here to give you the bad news in the world. If you didn't already know, I'm here to back up the bad news. Student loan payments are about to drain $8 billion a month from consumers, a.k.a. parasites, and spending will start contracting early next year. What did I tell you, Ninja? Hey, man, I don't make this shit up. By the way, Ninja, this is, this is prophecy being revealed. I told you they in trouble, man. I told you it ain't in trouble. So what this is going to do is slow down the economy significantly, right? The economy depends on uh, uh, flow of money. That's why they call it currency. When the money stops flowing, meaning like going from one hand to the other, shit starts getting weird real fast and shit's going to get weird. AKA, we're not getting out of this pretty for the next two and a half years. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, even if somebody found a solution for you financially, it better be a long-term solution, not a short-term solution. And yes, this is going to be in trouble. Hoes going to be in trouble. Women going to be in trouble. I don't care who it is. Dude, there could be people making money. You're going to be in trouble. Uh, and it's going to mess a lot of people's money up, right? Because obviously, if you depend on clientele and they don't have discretionary income, yeah, it's going to slow up your flow. That You're going to be the first one cut. So you better have a plan. Even if you make it money now, you better have a plan because people are going to have to make some really, really hard decisions. And by the way, uh, Joe Biden is working on another way to uh, get rid of student loan debt. And uh, he's working on that now, a.k.a. he's looking for ways to get more voters because he know he possibly might lose some votes. So expect them to come up with another master plan as to eradicate the student loan debt and to get more suckers to vote for him. Speaking of suckers voting for Joe Biden, I don't know if you know, uh, let me play a clip of Joe Biden, the real Joe Biden. And this is courtesy of Dennis Sperling, um, uh, his Instagram page. Somebody shared this with me. Shout out to the coach gang over on Locals. You guys share all these stories with me. But this is the real Joe Biden. And uh, let's take a look. That this midnight basketball isn't getting them together a bunch of jive folks living in their city to do, uh, you know, try to see if they can be Michael Jordan. When they found out they were keeping schools open so gangs come off streets instead of out raping my mother, marauding me, robbing the local store, they're in a gymnasium. And my daughter will be safer, my wife will be safer, my mother will be safer, and I will be safer. And I will be happy. Found out. Jesus, I mean, tell us how you really feel, Joe. New, 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 new world order. Wow. Sounds like you don't like black people at all. Who are you describing? He said they're going to be locked up in a gymnasium instead of raping my daughter. What, what, what is going on here? Holy mackerel. It's almost like you're racist. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, good night. Black women still going to vote for this ninja. Good Lord, have mercy. I can't help these people. I can't help these people. All right. Damn. Yikes. Speaking of helping people. Oh, you got some more young ladies that are going to be in a bind. And trust me, the millennial ladies, they're going to be lining up right now. Let's go ahead and show you. We got a nice strawberry blonde. Uh Uh-oh. Strawberry shortcake. Hello. I can fix this a little bit of a bind on your side. Strawberry shortcake has something to say here. She says, uh, she says 47% of her income goes to rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. And uh, this is what we've been warning you about. People are definitely suffering here. I know this to be true. I I know this to be personally true. It's that, um, you you know, the suggested amount of income that should go to your living expenses is 30%, a.k.a. your rent and your mortgage. But people are just underwater. People are underwater, and this is where the current American is, is at. This is not only the American, the Canadians as well. And this is going to result in, yeah, it's going to result in. Okay, daddy. It is. And I can fix this, Arbine. All right, but let's hear what she's talking about here and see if we have a solution for her. I'm thinking of quitting a job that I love because I can't afford to live. I wish that I could just have a job and do my job and go to work every day and it would just pay for life. It would pay for a roof over my head. It would pay for food on my table. It would pay for medical bills. It would pay enough for me to like save money so I could retire one day, you know, like basic things that we were told to pursue in life and that we would have if we had a job but that's not the case at all like if i were to stay at the job that i have i will never buy a home like i currently don't save any money i won't be able to save i like i 47 percent of my income goes to rent currently which is just so unsustainable I'm thinking of quitting a job that I love because oh, I can't oh, oh, afford oh, to oh, live. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Hey, man, listen. This is why I wrote the book, The Evolution. I'm going to tell you, man, this is right on script. I told you this plan is not going to work. Why are they telling young women to go get jobs and careers and all of this stuff and only for the economic situation to change dy- dynamically? And what happened to getting a boyfriend, getting a man, building together, all of those principles of community. Matt Walsh, where are you at, sir? All of those principles of community, they're all gone. They're gone. And now these women thought, these women literally thought they was going to go to college, get a job, and then live happily ever after, and they'll have their career to lean back on. So I could focus on my career. Guys, that, you're, hey, fam, I don't know if you notice, getting a job is not going to get you where you need to go. Right, You can stay there for five years. You're not going to catch up. You're going to stay behind. Now, what you probably have to do is either go get a man, and if you don't want to do that, fine with me. I can fix his bind every now and then. Don't depend on me. I can fix his bind. Where's my bind? If you don't want to get no man, I can fix his bind. I can use you maybe once a week, once a month. You know, so you'll get 12 bind fixes. You'll have enough to pay for gas. I'm not going to pay for everything. All right. But if you only have one job, you shit out of luck. You got two jobs. Get two jobs. Dude, go hustle. Get on the internet. Stop being a, stop being a damn consumer. Stop spending money. Stop living. Be, dude, living beyond your means is going to have a whole new definition. Because they're like, don't live beyond your means. Literally, rents are going up 40%. 
just your rent is going to be out of means. It's not like you have to spend excess dollars. Now, of course, when you boil it down to the technologies and the $1,200 iPhone and the $20 Netflix, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. But even if you got rid of those expenses, you still in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. You can get rid of all those expenses today. Now, 15 years ago, you could get rid of those expenses and save 500 bucks. Today, not so much. All right, they got your debit card lighting up. Have you ever got uh, your, deb your debit card? You ever look at your debit card? Do you have your alert set anytime your debit card gets hit or whatever you put on for your Netflix? All right, they just be lighting you up all day. You be like, damn, damn. <laughs> you need a service to go look at who got your damn debit card. All right, Netflix, Apple. I'm like, what is Apple? And then, and then they'll be hitting you up with some subscription you subscribe to on HBO Max. They just be fucking you up. Just bang, bang, bang. You ain't even doing nothing. They're just hitting you. Dang, bang, dang, bang. You're like, hold up. <laughs> hey, man, listen. I, I'm a little doom and gloom. Let me tell you, we're at the point of no return. If you've never listened to my show, we're at the intersection of the point of no return and the moment of truth. The point of no return and the moment of truth. That's where we are. There's no more lies. There's no more facade. There's the haves and the haves not, and that gap is widening. You guys have seen to the point now where the student loan debt is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm. Yep, Amazon Prime, Prime Hub. You like, holy shit. You just sitting there, YouTube Red. You're like, I ain't even touched no money. I didn't even touch any money. <laughs> You just getting beat, uppercut, body punch, body blow, body blow. You just sitting there. Hey, I look at it as I warned everybody we're going to get here. I don't feel bad for the people who refused to make a decision. You decided to be a consumer, a.k.a. a parasite. You're a parasite. You decided to go that path, and you also decided to lean on optimistic. As long as you keep your head to the sky, you can win. As long as you keep your head to the sky. Y'all didn't just sit there in 2020, told me to be optimistic. I was like, you're doom and gloom. You're a pessimist. It'll be fine. By April, we'll be back to normal. <laughs> I was like, no, we're not. We're screwed. We just took the last bit of screwing. Now we back in here. We got it. We took the screwing, no Vaseline pause. And people did not see it. I was like, you guys realize the longer we do this, the more we're screwed. Oh, no, it'll be okay. <laughs> All right. That's why I'm the doom and gloom. And by the way, I've been on the right side of history. I've been done told y'all, and not only did I tell y'all, I gave y'all solutions. So don't be mad at me. Last one, again, de-evolution, right here. Ring the bell on this young lady right here. Let's put her up on the screen. Ring the bell. Listen to this woman. This is supposedly an educated woman. This is supposedly an educated woman. She has notes. It says, me talking to my younger self. Remember, five years ago, 10 years ago, you know, women going to get an education and we're going to get a job and we'll be CEO by 32 and we'll make more money than men. Right. We already knew all of that shit. This is now an educated woman. You heard Ebony K Williams come out and tell these women, you better find you a husband. <laughs> all right. And she's getting all kind of accolades. I don't understand that. But now this woman's going to say this. Well, I've said this. I know I take too long to respond, but I'm telling you, don't, no. go to, don't go to college. I'm telling you right now, do not go to college. Take that money and go get plastic surgery. 
I told, I've said this, I know I take it too long to respond, but I'm telling you, don't, no. go to, don't go to college. I'm telling you right now, do not go to college. Take that money and go get plastic surgery. Woo-wee! <laughs> oh my God. New, 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 new world order. We done. Like, I, my thing is, we're not going to recover from this. We're going into the Ma- Matt Walsh again. We're in the monetized marketplace. We're in, it's monetized now. And for people who don't understand, who haven't been out here dating, mating, trying to date, we're in the monetized dating marketplace. This woman, and she didn't hit the plagia surgery a couple of times on that face. I could tell she at least got a nose yob. This is an educated woman telling women, don't waste money on the, because the student, remember, the student loans, that ain't looking like a good plan right here. Like going to college. Like, unless you're going for STEM, I mean, law school don't even count now. These lawyers are bloodsuckers of the poor, by the way. Like, college ain't even a good idea for a lot of people. But she's telling these girls, spend that money to try to go do this. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. She's saying, level up, go find you a higher value man. Now, remember when Kevin Samuels was talking about that high-value man? Even men were like, man, man, high-value man. All right, him, him, him talking about high-value men. We, we can be high-value men. And he tried to warn you, too, man. You better go get a high-value. All right, you better raise your value out here because it's really the 90-10 rule. 10% of the men banging 90%. Not only are they banging 90%, they have access to 90%. 10%. And even money ain't even going to be the final answer. Like, but at least Ninja, it's going to give you access. This this woman said, instead of going to get your MRS degree, go spend the money on plastic surgery. Jesus Christ. We done. We done. Hey, man, you're sick. Look, it's enough for me to tell me we're in dire straits. You're hearing it now. Where do you see I was wrong at? Where was I wrong? Oh my goodness. Anyway, my editor probably is like, hey man, you didn't put up your you didn't put up your label. All right, I did now, and it's the end of the segment. So apologies for that. But that's the end of the segment. Doom and Gloom CGA out. Let's catch up on some super chats. Appreciate y'all for being here. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Almost 2,000 people in here. The Country Wayne segment will come up at the beginning of the second hour. But do me a favor. You're going to enjoy the rest of the show. We got Straggle Cynical Theater coming up. You can contribute to the, the show. Dollar sign Notorious CGA on the Cash App. Bitmo Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And you can pin. Uh, you can super chat to the Notorious CGA channel if you're new here. But give me 1,000 likes. Just give me the likes. Don't pass the scroll. Hey, man. Just give me the likes. Don't pass the scroll. Nobody wreck my show. Just give me the likes. Don't pass the scroll. You with the host. Hey, man, give me the likes. Don't pass the scroll. Give me 1,000 likes, man. That's all. It's free. It's free. Y'all ninjas like free stuff, don't you? Well, you don't want to do it now because I'm asking for it. All right, anyway, let's get back to the show. Let me see if there's some contributors that I need to acknowledge. Freemitus, shout out to you. 
hawk-eyed cry. He says, what makes someone a gump or a simp? Well, it's a little nuanced argument. All right, it's a nuanced argument. So we might be able to discuss that later, though. All right, but, um, you know, just that's going to sidetrack people. Well, that doesn't make you a simp. Well, that makes you a simp. Shout out to Big Doe Butter says, shout out to the coach, Gang Gang. He says, we must stay focused. Fellas, get your bag and run. We must stay focused. Lord, have mercy. Indeed. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. Indeed. Shout out to Schedule P. A middle-aged white woman with floppy tatas is giving choosing signals at my job. She's even broke the touch barrier. I will give her some barbecue, but refuse to fumble my bag. Shout out to the coach gang. It's barbecue in there. Man, I was next sitting next to a frisky Filipina uh, last night. My son was sitting next to her. Boy, she was frisky. And she was married, too. And her husband was sitting on the other end, which tells me they're not on one accord. And she's probably thinking of jumping. All right. But, oh, she was frisky. She was all in my son's face. I'm looking like. This woman, she was wearing a bodysuit. Oh, she was nice, too. But she definitely was over 40. She looked good, though. And she had the nerve. She saw somebody else she knew calling his name out. Joey! And her husband didn't flinch. Right? I'm watching the husband down on the other end. He didn't flinch. He was like, man, you can have that bitch. Right? You know when the husband's done with a wife? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. He was like, man, please take the bitch if you want her. You're going to have to pay for her. <laughs> hey, look, you want her, you pay for it. You touch, you buy. You break, you buy. <laughs> her husband was like, you break, you buy. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. He was done with that bitch. But, hey, look, it would have been a nice crack open, boy. She would have been a nice one. But, man, she was wild as hell, boy. And they had a daughter. She was like 18 to 20 sitting next in between them. He was done with that woman. He was like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, all right. You you break you by. He was like, you can bang on her, but ninja, you own her now. Take her off my hands. <laughs> all right. That's how that's how married ninjas be. He like, ninja, if you want to sleep with her, ninja, you own her now. <laughs> all right, anyway. All right, anyway. Hurry up and buy. You break you by. No touch you by. All right, that's how he was looking. All right, anyway. Now the daughter, the mom looked better than the daughter. In a rare instance, the, the the daughter wasn't there yet. You know what I mean? She had a couple of, she had to turn a couple of corners. She did. She was okay. She was all right. But the mom was the better looking one for sure. But she was, you know, a little manufacturer. Right? Anyway, bro. All right. You break, you buy, you look, you buy, you touch, you buy. <laughs> all right, let me stop. All right, shout out to. Is it Lawrence? We're going to call you Lawrence? Is it Lance? I think it's Lance. Appreciate the hard, not no-nonsense approach you bring, coach. It's improving men's lives daily. Thank you for my favorite African-American out here. Free agent lifestyle for life. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? By the way, man, women's is out here. Like, married women, they peace leaves us itching out here. So, schedule P. Married women, I be seeing married women, they out here acting a nut. Peace leaves itching. Back in the day, a married woman would be like, I would never think of another man in that way. I only think of my husband naked. Not today. You can get you a, you can knock down a married woman easily. Easily. Now, my advice is never mess with married women. They're trouble. I mean, if you, there's a couple of people here that are on the trouble list. 
Married women are one of them. They're not worth the headache. They are not worth the headache. Plus, when you take down that bodysuit, you're going to see a varicose vein. You're going to see why she hiding. Because she might smell good, look good. But when you take that suit down, you're going to see some saggy waggies, stretch marks, cesarean sections. You're going to see some dimples in the booty. You're going to see some varicose veins. You're going to see some whole. She might look good. She hiding a lot. But married women are too much damn trouble. I don't mess with married women at all. All right. They, they, and then when you mess with them, it's a whole bunch of collateral damage on the back end. This is just too much. It's, it's not. I don't recommend messing with married women at all. And old women at the job. Some 40-year-old, 45-year-old woman. She got raging hormones. She's ready to jump your bones. After you bust, you're going to see all the ronkles on her. Everything's going to magnify. You're going to be like, oh. All right, I'll go in for round two. Yeah, moles, sunspots. They get they they're too expensive for their worth. <laughs> Somebody said, "Stop talking about my mom." You know what I mean? You gonna see? Yeah, they get attached, and they be like, it, "See, married women think if you sleep with them, they can leave their husband for you." You like, uh, we did not have that deal. She be like, "Oh, good, all right, I'm leaving my husband tomorrow for you." You're like, "No, you're not." <laughs> they too expensive. All right. And you never know, man. A husband to flip on you, take out the AK to the four to the seven, and come Uzi to Blake's up. Nah, hell no. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Anyway, All right. Shout out to Royal Scott says you folded Matt Walsh up like a rookie JUCO with no aftercare. He says, but damn, Sean, now you got me not wanting to wear plaid, and I live in Canada. Hit me with the buzzer. Uh oh. Yes. Yes. All right, all, for all you moose hunter out there in Canada with your flannel. It's flannel season out in Canada. All right, we got a couple more here. Somebody said, my husband, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when she said, my husband don't care. Yeah, right. Hey, man, see, let's shout out to Emmanuel. He says, here is your espresso coach, part of my last week's absence. You're, thanks for being here, brother. I appreciate it. The problem with husbands is it's not, they might've already detached from the woman. Let me tell you what the problem with husbands, they've already detached from the woman. They already don't love her no more. They already kind of just like they there, but you don't know the husband's spending a bag on that woman. The husband is spending a bag on that woman. So they still live together. They married 20, 25 years, but they're financially commingled. So, if you look at a husband and wife's marital sheet, by the time one of these suburban moms want to jump on your bones, right? If you look at their marriage spreadsheet, even if she's making income, he loses about damn near eight to ten thousand dollars on that woman. Eight to ten grand. Now here you come trying to get some free badussy from her and send her back leaking. Right, but she's already, there's no pregnancy. You don't have to worry about that. If she get an STI, he ain't hitting it but four times a month. Tops. Tops. But he's looking like this is a $8,000 a month investment that you're, tr like, that you're trying to get for free. Now, he like, no, 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 no. No. Hell no. Because he might sit back and be like, well, I wasn't hitting it anyway. And he might be having him a little piece on the side. But then when he sits back and look at the numbers, 
He going to be like Michael Douglas in A Perfect Murder. He going to be like, mm. <laughs> And he going to be like, this woman, this woman's life insurance is worth more, right, <laughs> than her coming back with that leaking Punani. Hey, man, there's a story I've covered. Yeah, four times a month. There's a story I covered on this where a husband and wife still live together in a divorce. They were breaking up, and she was going to pound town. She was getting pounded like a damn nail, and somebody, all the men around town were the hammer. She was sleeping with women, too. And she was getting her cheeks clapped, spending the night at her boyfriend's house. And her boyfriend was paying top dollar for her. But she was just a crystal methany manufacturer. Driving a Mercedes C-Class, wannabe real estate agent, probably didn't have no clients. All right? And the husband was like, hold up. He said, wait a minute, who are you? The husband was like, hold up, let me get this straight. <laughs> I get to see you coming home leaking every day, whenever you want, every weekend, and I'm still paying. He said, somebody got to go. <laughs> somebody got to go. This shit ain't going to happen. Because then you get into the conversation about, What's going to happen in the future here? There's women that have boyfriends and they're going to be doing uh, seeking. They're going to be doing what we call the junior college. All right. Now, the junior college got, if you're supporting her, you're also supporting a man. We're going to get to that with Country Wayne. So Country Wayne is actually in the mindset of, hey, I support my baby mamas. But these baby mamas got boyfriends and husbands. And he's paying for that. I'm like, I got one rule. I will not support no grown ass man. I'm not. Now, I, I'll help a girl out in the bind, but I ain't going to have no ninja playing Sega Genesis uh, eating off my dime. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> ninja, and that's, that's what the husband's saying. He's like, hold up. I got to feed, send this woman to get her Botox injections. I got to feed her, give her Botox injections, buy her clothes. I got to pay for her life insurance, save for her retirements. What I'm not going to do is let you bang her for free. And that's what's going to set him off. That's what's going to set him off. He's going to be like, hold up. <laughs> he like, that's enough of that shit. That's enough. And he's going to come and talk to you. Look here. Look here. But what's not going to happen is me paying, paying for all her shit and you getting the free Punani. All right, where we at? Kayla says, what's up, coach? I saw the Raiders Chargers, and it looked like you missed Jimmy G big time. My Rams rose my stress level by blowing a 23-0 lead, only to win in overtime. Unfortunately, we got the Eagles, the Eagles, Eagles next Sunday, so I'm done for. Take your wins where you can. And by the way, if you didn't know, I'll remind you real quick, but as you hit the like button, that we will be having CGA Sports after the end of this show, 1 p.m., 4 p.m. on the West Coast time. I'm sorry, on the East Coast. 1 p.m. on the West Coast time. Trash of the NFL. Which team should be designated, relegated to the XFL and the USFL merger? One of these teams got to go. Which one is it? And I know what y'all going to say, but it ain't the Raiders this week. But they damn near on the damn. What are these teams are going and which one it is? It? Anyway, CGA Sports on YouTube. Google it, Ninja. I ain't got time to put the link in the description box. But it's in the description box. All right, and if somebody will, put the link in the chat for the people who can't read. All right, we got a couple more here. We got, uh, who is this in here? Let's go, Brandon. Good morning, Coach. I have to be honest. I only like your videos when you tell us to do so. My weekend was spent 
with my church on a retreat five-hour bus ride on a cramped Greyhound, which made me realize you saved me from normie life. Surrounded by gump married men and uncooperative women is enough to take me to the free agent lifestyle to top it off. We watched the Harriet Tubman movie, movie all the way. He says, save yourself, fella, save yourself. It's sad. It's sad. Save yourself out here, man. Nothing like church that will make you realize church is for simps. It is. Shout out to our brother, Ryu. He says, dear CGA, happy early birthday. I remember you mentioned this from your past podcast last month. Live long and prosper. And there are, there's a lot of stuff in there in a lot of languages. But I appreciate you, Mr. Spock. Uh, and there's a lot in there. Happy birthday in a lot of Asian languages. I learned something from my uh, one of my Filipinas, too, by the way. Respectfully, sincerely, in kindness regards, Ryu, the dragon of the East. Boy, I love the dragons of the East, man. Shout, shout out to the dragonesses of the East. That's what I should say. And appreciate the sponsorship. Where are we at? No, it's on C, not CGA Got Game. It's on CGA Sports. Thank you, Henry. It's on the other channel, CGA Sports. All right. Um, Emmanuel says, Coach, given that the recession is coming, well, and it took a decade for tech companies to hire aggressively, what should a new grad in CS do? Go for a master's in pursuit of some internships and hopes of getting a return, full-time offers. Well, you'll have to explain that a little bit more thoroughly because um, tech is tech is could be up and down. You just don't know what it's going to do in terms of an investment. And when they hire and when they fire, they just laid off a whole bunch of people. All right, shout out to, but, but look into, definitely look into the coding aspect of it because that's never going to go away. All right, shout out to uh, Brayon says, Coach, uh, quick question. I've been looking into taking classes and becoming a certified bookkeeper. Do you think bookkeeper is a valuable skill level to have? It could be. It could be um, if you have clientele, all right? But if you ain't got the clientele, say hell no because you're going to need your money, rail sleep, rain sleep, hell snow. See, here's the thing about a lot of industries. You're going to still need to be having clientele, all right? So um, if you don't have clientele and be able to sell yourself, ninjas can do whatever, whatever you do on AI. I can do whatever you need can do on uh Quicken. <laughs> All right. So you're gonna have to have to be valuable to people personable, personably, in order to make money in accounting and CPA. All right. Otherwise, ninjas can go to Quicken and get the help. All right. Uh last couple, Charles says it doesn't cost money to share, like, and comment. Shout out to y'all, man. It don't cost no money. Do we got a thousand likes? We do. Appreciate you, man. Jones G. All married men turn into Al Bundy eventually. Married men. I wish married men would speak up. Hey, man, Acido, it's not CGA Got Game. It is CGA Sports is going to be the channel that we're on. And uh, if you have trouble, if you're on the free agent lifestyle, go to the feature channels and then go to CGA Sports. Hey, man, let's just let, let, let's let's get this straight. Married men need to start telling the truth. Married men need to start sharing the truth. Because what married men don't share is how they're simply just a utility. You're just a utility. And that's what you take pride in. Right? And I get it. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with men being used as a utility because that's what men are. Ninja. If you think it's we're anything other than that, you're you're trying, oh, but I want to love. I want, I want to be loved. Why are the men turning into some punk? ass mitches 
and the women running around here with their chests out. They be running around here like walking down the street. Like they got an S on their chest. And the women more masculine than a lot of men. Okay. But ninjas want to be loved. But coach, I want to be loved. I want somebody to love me. Okay. Married men, you're just a utility. That's what you take pride in. You take pride in supporting your family, providing for your family, building, having your community of married, miserable married men standing over the barbecue, cooking weenies and glizzies, all right, on Memorial Day. That's what you take pride in. Look at my house. I take pride in this house. I put down the down payment, and I have the title on the house, all right? Look at me. I'm grilling on my I'm grilling glizzies. You guys love to do that shit. Look at my kids. They're well taken care of, and look at them. They're out there, and they're spring football, and they're soccer, and look at them. They're out there playing their basketball league. Look at them. Look, like, that's what you are. You a damn utility. That's what you take it pride in. As a matter of fact, that was Matt Walsh's main argument. You're going to be a utility. I take pride in that. You don't take pride of bending your wife over and pushing her head in the pillow. Now, that's fornication, but sometimes I got to push somebody's head in the pillow. All right, that's what I got to do. I need that. I need that. I, I need that for like maybe like three, four days a month, sometimes three days a week. I need somebody to be debaucherous. Are you getting that? Mm. You ain't getting none of that. You got to beg your wife, tap her on the shoulder. Uh, You think I can put the glizzy in you? And she'd be like, I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> you just a utility. Why don't you tell these men they're going to go without sex? Because they are. Married women are like, that's not true. I allow my woman, I allow my husband to hump on me six days a month. <laughs> right? Mm. <laughs> All right, anyway, married men, tell these guys, but y'all don't want to tell them. Let's get to Straggles Niggle Theater. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Strike with Sniggle Theater. All right, uh, let me get the banner up for this one at least for this segment. Uh, let's see here. What are we doing? Show's off the rails already. Strike with Sniggle Theater. Oh my goodness, what is going on here? Uh, what class is this? When your, your wife, your girlfriend, like, I'm going to yoga. What is this right here? Yikes. Oh, the humanity. Oh, my Jesus. It either smells like barbecue or the funk of 40,000 years. It's barbecue in there. Oh, Jesus. What in the hell? Man, it, it don't smell like teen spirit in there. It smells like mothballs and, oh. It's barbecue in there. What, what kind? Man, I'm going to tell you this. Is this the child support stretch? And look at the teacher. She got a bald head. All these older women. Now, if this was like a college class, I would definitely be in there smelling teen spirit. All right. But this ain't no college class. This is definitely almost the pre-nursing home class. Man, what are we doing in today's world out here? We got to get out here. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, man. Ladies got to take care of their lady areas. You know what I mean? They got to get their kegels going on. Like, what are we doing in here? It smells like... <sighs> It doesn't smell like teen spirit. All right. This is just crazy. <laughs> oh, man. There's no men in there, boy. I tell you, there'd be some people jumping on something. 
Oh, man, this is crazy. Anyway, uh, let's get back to this one right here. We at Straggle and Snickle Theater. Uh, we have these women being interviewed on the street, and I think I've shared similar clips like this. Do women like toxic relationships or boring relationships? Let's go ahead and hear what they got to say. Toxic or boring relationships? To toxic. Toxic. Toxic, like, toxic for sure. I want to be crying. Like, keep me on my toes. Like, it's entertaining. <laughs> toxic or boring relationships? To toxic. Toxic. Toxic, like, toxic for sure. I want to be crying. Like, keep me on my toes. Like, it's entertaining. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, the humanity. This is this is crazy, man. Even the flatbacks, the sloppy yogurts, the teen spirits, and they go through this phase, man. They definitely go through this phase, and this is why they be broken by the time they show up at twenty eight. And that's you. Women be broken, man. Ladies, ladies, you always know, man. Y'all do this to yourselves. I know you need some excitement. You need some. You need that peace leave boiling. You need some hair pulls. You need some. You know, this is nothing different. And I know people be like, this is just the internet coach. No, dude, ever since game bangers, biker gangs, all right, uh, rappers, punk rockers, uh, glam rockers, dude, young women and toxic relationships go together like ebony and ivory, like fly on shit, like white on rice, like syrup on pancakes. Like this is, this is what they pursue. They like the danger of it. And this is why when, t when we get the T.O., He's going to talk about why he struck out with black women early on in his lives. And unfortunately, our early relationships or our early attempts at relationships, they do leave a lasting effect on us. And a lot of guys like to dismiss it. Well, just because you wasn't cool in high school. Well, in high school, that was a big deal. It was a big deal to have lasting relationships and, and people um, validate you. And if that's not what you're seeing, if you're seeing girls jumping ninjas cars at the end of the school day and you've been crushing on the girl all day, you're like, I've been crushing on her all day. And then she jumps in some ninjas car. And women been doing this since middle school, middle school, high school, all the way to college. And as men, it's a part of the game. And you're, if you're not toxic, you're not going to get them in what men call their prime. So when women and I start arguing, well, what about now? I want you now at 37. And that's you. All right, I want a good guy now. Well, it's too late. It's too late. Too late, baby. Bye-bye. I mean, he'll take you now if he has no other options. But when a ninja got options, coochie games don't go and work. What will work with a man who has options? Nothing. Then you see him smelling like teen spirit. But watch out for that. By the way, this video is interesting. This is a video of uh, several black women. It says, first one to talk about, I'll let you read it. First one to talk about how ninjas ain't ish and has to pay the bills. All right, so here we go. All right, they can't do it. Oh, no. All right, first one to talk <laughs> about how ninjas ain't ish has to pay the bill for all the ladies included. And that's all five of them. And they certainly did not plan to pay that bill. And so without that, they don't have nothing else to talk about. And look at the saggy waggies on the one on the right here. Good. They split apart on her chesticles. Good lie. She's that's great. And that's with a shirt on. All right. First ones to talk about how ninjas ain't ish has to pay the bill. All right. They ain't got no hey guys. They got nothing else to talk about, by the way. Just know this. They got their one trick pony. They don't. They, they, what else would they talk about? Nothing else. 
everything they talk about is how to get through a dude or how they can't get a dude to do something. <laughs> they got nothing to say, nothing to offer. Look, <laughs> what else could you talk about? Nothing. All right, we just gonna eat our food. All right, and they don't want to, and they they don't got no money, sugar daddy. Okay, daddy. They ain't got no money neither because they need that bill split. All right, ain't nobody paying the whole bill, so they got nothing else to talk about. Mm. <laughs> this is crazy, man. Separate checks, it will be. Them hoes ain't got no money to pay for all of them five women that's about to scarf down. And you know, one of these women came in. I'll just have salad and water, and they still got to split the check. $40 for salad and water. Might as well have got what you wanted. Add some chicken or salmon to the salmon. Yes, salmon to the plate. Of course. Okay. <laughs> All right. But now they filling a belly up. Oh, man, that's crazy. All right. Straggle with Single Theater. How about this one right here? We have a, a girl who says, I don't, I don't know what this is, but apparently this is two Ling Lings right here. Let's go ahead and pop her up on the screen. Uh, yes, they built like Ling Ling's right here. Uh, what I'm assuming what this is, is how to make your shorts look like gym, like on internet, like the girls you see on TikTok and Instagram, when they got their shorts up, their shorts is all up in their booty, right? And normally even their tank tops or their bathing suit, they wear them a certain way to take the picture. But they don't wear them like that normally. This And so what they're doing is, I'm just setting up the video. What they're going to show you is how to get your shorts like the TikTokers, like the Instagram fitness girls. All right. And so as you can see, pair of shorts, how they're normally worn. It doesn't look too sexy. Now, watch how much they go through to tease you ninjas on the Internet. Here we go right here. Not that you don't have an ass. It's because you don't know how to put your shorts on. Let me help. Okay, wow. Help you out. But first, you're going to... All right, that was a young Ling Ling. Boy, she built like a chicken cutlet. So you're going to wear your... Sh okay, let's play it. Pull from the inside of your pant outwards and up. And then you grab your shorts right under where your butt folds and pull it. Pull your waistband up at the scrunch. Squat to spread it out. Then pull down the waistband at the front to let your crotch breathe. From flat ass to that ass. It's not that you don't have an ass. It's because you don't know how to put your shorts on. Let me help you out. But first, you're going to pull from the inside of your pant outwards and up. And then you grab your shorts right under where your butt folds and pull it. Pull your waistband up at the scrunch. Squat to spread it out. Then pull down the waistband at the front to let your crotch breathe. From flat ass to that ass. It's not that. Oh my goodness. This is, man, I tell you, man, listen, listen. They be like, they be like, why do men sexualize women? <laughs> we used to hear that and women still try to guilt men why does everything have to be sexualized bruh look, i mean look at what even these kaylee's well even these linglings are doing it false advertisement deception manipulation and then of course attention seeking and why are you concerned about what your ass looks like if you're not sexualizing your ass when you go to the gym right so these are all the things that they play against you and now they're playing they're playing it up. They're not even hiding it anymore. They used to hide this stuff. Uh, women like this used to go to a gym and do these things. And then when the gym kicked them out, they would make a video. They'd be like, the gym kicked me out for wearing this and everything's covered. It's a tank top and the shorts. But, but what'll happen is when they take the picture, their shorts will be like this. So when they take the picture on the internet to look like the victim, they'll pull their shorts out of their ass. And they'll be like, I was just wearing these shorts. But then what'll happen is when they were wearing the shorts, this is what the shorts, the, the shorts didn't look like this 
The shorts look like this. All right. And then when they hopped off the treadmill, got kicked out, they were, re- yeah, this is what the shorts looked like when they was on the treadmill. All right. And then they came and kicked them out the gym and then they pulled the shorts back down out of their ass. And it was like, look, I just was wearing these shorts. Dude, women, this is why you can't trust them because they're manipulative. And they will try to use this to gain an advantage over you, which is basically using your sexualization against you. They're using your peak testosterone against you. And then when you notice, you talk, you approach, you disrupt, you look, you eye grate, whatever you do, if they're uncomfortable with it or they can't take advantage of it, then they'll simply complain. All right. Well, all the guys that are approaching me are not the guys that I want to approach me. So I'm going to complain. All right. Or I don't want the attention, but I do. So I'm going to complain. Or I got victimized. I got, I got scolded for looking like this and trying to take advantage. But they really were the wrong one. They just, you know, it's, it's a, such a game with them. It's such a game. But um, just know, man, I always say this, and this will save you. This will save you. No woman goes out, not, not, no. Rarely any women go outside without looking themselves in the mirror at least 20 times, <laughs> right? No woman goes outside without looking at themselves in the mirror at least 20 times. Even if they look silly and stupid, they looked at themselves in that mirror about 20 times before they left. Now, it's way more when they actually made an effort. So even the, even the effortless look is a design look, right? And I'll give you an example. Messy bun. I'm going to show you this. A messy bun is a hairstyle, right? So a woman that goes out with their hair in a bun and it looks like they uh, woke up like that, they still be having to put uh, hair clips in their hair. Like that's not something, some women can just throw it up and, and tie it up. But a messy bun is a hair hairstyle to make them look like they just threw their hair up and walked outside. You see that? But that still design, you still need clips and scrunchies and hair ties and shit like that. So they had to look at themselves throwing it up. It's a crafted design. But they looked at themselves before they went out. They looked at the, how they ass look. They looked at they have period blood, blood on their pants. All right. They looked at the, they shaved their legs. They threw their hair up. They clicked, they looked at themselves. They put on concealer. They put on something on their face. So when they walked out a bonnet, whatever they, yes, it doesn't matter. When they walked out, they looked at themselves. And by the way, if you see a woman out in a bonnet and slippers and pajamas, that woman is depressed. So always know that there's some sort of manipulation. If she has a bonnet, slippers, pajamas, that woman is in a state of depression that you cannot even measure. She just don't care. It's like when you see a man come out here and he be all nihilistic. I don't care about life. I can't get what I want. I can't get the woman I want. I'm depressed. Yeah. So so is the woman that goes out. If she goes out with a bonnet outside, she's her self-esteem is in the gutter. This woman didn't put no damn splash, no. She didn't take no shower, no nothing. All right. She definitely on some narcotic, some some mental health meds. Like that's what, by the way, that's what mental health patients used to do. 
walk outside in pajamas. Like, if you saw an old person walk outside in pajamas, you were like, damn, they really breaking down mentally. Now, if you see a young woman do that, she the same as a mental health patient back in the old days. She gone, right? She is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, all right? Because no conscious human being with a damn rational thought in their mind would present themselves as that. And if they walk into an airport, if they walk into, walk outside to the Walmart, they are at the low. They're low. They done. They cook. <laughs> right? They cook. Their brain is just mush right now. They cook. And it's going to be leaking out of their ear in no time flat. On to you. All right? But that's what crazy people used to do is come out in pajamas. That's what crazy people used to do. Now, you see women come out. I don't care. Okay, well, then you crazy. (laughs) You gots to be crazy to come out like that and present yourself. Speaking of crazy, we have this woman. It's the last straggle here. Uh, Another delusional lady here. Check her out. How old is this woman? I think she's, let me see here. Let me take a close look. She looks kind of youngish in the face. That's just because she has a small small chin. But I'm thinking that this woman is, I'm going to say she's definitely in her 30s. I'm going to say she's definitely in her 30s. She could be in her 40s. But let me let me go ahead and play what she has to say here. I think a man should fear more than a woman who's comfortable being alone. You are now competing with me. You're not competing with other guys. I am good being alone. I am fine. So you have to be better than me. You have to make it so that I want to be with you instead of being with me. How are you going to do that? There's nothing a man should fear more than a woman who's comfortable being alone. You are now competing with me. You're not competing with other guys. I am good being alone. I am fine. So you have to be better than me. You have to make it so that I want to be with you instead of being with me. How are you going to do that? (laughs) And that's you. (laughs) Hey, gentlemen, if you... (laughs) Brothers, if you believe this... I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Bruh, now listen. Besides the fact that she smoked out a pack of Newports a day for a considerable amount of time to sound like a granny already, she sounded like Marge Simpson's uh, mama. Do not believe this shit. This is copity cope coke. Copity cope cope. Listen, this is a woman that has hit the proverbial wall now this isn't the looks wall the looks wall is no longer a thing because most people are manufactured right most people got both you can't tell who who is what and it's actually worse because uh just because they look a certain age doesn't even indicate anything now you can't really tell all right until you start taking off pants and looking at legs and booty and calves all right that's when you can start telling all right you start looking at the middle of the chest all right but they face walk out here that you can't tell so here's the funny thing about it. She coping here. She's trying to take the male approach. But women, most women, unless they're extremely introverted, they need socializing. They need socializing. Um, and uh, they need companionship. Uh, that, and eventually, she's in a situation where she can financially support herself temporarily. But once that ends, she's going to have a different story, right? And that's you. All right. But men can do what she's saying. Typically, women cannot. I mean, there are a few that can. But what she's also acknowledging is that she's not prime anymore, right? 
She's like, I'm not prime anymore. So I have to just settle for being by myself. And I'm fine by myself. That's what she tells herself. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine just being by myself. Now, that may be true, but that can, that's not a permanent position. So she's eventually going to get tired of being by herself, talking to herself, or at least talking to her cats. And then the more she does that and stays in this isolation, just like men, but men can kind of get by with a little bit more. The more she isolates, the more cuckoo she'll become, which will be then harder. And she's somewhat decent now, but once 10 years goes by, then she's a cat lady. Then she's a cat lady. And then she's wearing pajamas to Walmart. Then it's going to get ugly. Then it's going to be 40 years of ugliness, right? And then it's going to be a strain on us. See, these women have a lasting effect on us socially because our, our social services are going to get strained when she thinks she's going to do this. But she knows she's not in prime choosing position. So she's taking the position of, I'll do bad all by myself. But I want you to understand this. When a man says he wants to be by himself, he rarely says, I want to do bad by myself. I want you to listen to this because women have been saying this for a while. Well, if I can't get the guy that I want, I can do bad all by myself. Now, let's be flippant. When a man says, I'll be by myself, it rarely includes the word, I'll just be bad by myself. The ninja ninja is going to be good by himself, <laughs> right? He's going to have a little bit more money in his pocket. He's going to save. He's going to be able to travel. He's going to have peace. He's going to have peace leave, random peace leave like he really wanted it. But he never says, I'll do bad by myself. When a woman says, I'll be by myself, it's normally included, she'll be bad. Mm. She'll just choose the bad position by herself. <laughs> right? So she's like, I'll just be by myself if I'm a struggle. <laughs> All right? Ninja's never going to be like, I'll be bad and struggle by myself. <laughs> Ninja, no, yo, yo. Hey, by the way, the God, God, even the devil did not want it this way. God did not even want it this way. Like, the, this is not natural. This is not a natural position for tens of thousands of years. We did not have this. And we didn't have these people running around here doing the whole, uh-huh, mm. Ma'am, you're just not, in, nobody's marrying you. Just, you missed it. Ebony K. Williams, go listen to Ebony K. Williams at least. You've missed the boat. And that's you. You've missed the boat, and now you're trying to tell me you just want to enjoy cats. This is crazy, man. Who who thinks this is a, I, this is just a cope. Never believe people who say this, and there rarely are. Let's just say she's cool for the next 15 years. She's going to hit 52, and shit's going to hit differently. And I'm going to tell you why. The dynamics are going to be that there's going to be less women like her, Right? And they're all going to be in isolation in some sort of apartment, roommates. They're going to be somewhere in isolation. And those women aren't going to converge and be able to uh, deal with each other, let alone another man. They won't even be able to deal with each other. And the women that decided to uh, veer from this path in their late 30s, late 20s, those women are going to have grandkids. Or those women will be freshly out of a divorce. Or those women will have empty nest syndrome first time. So the women that are now 52, you've already lived by yourself in isolation for 25 years. Those women are going to come out of the gate. Oh, we want to travel now. We want to do this. Oh, I'm going to spin up my husband's alimony and child support, right? And you're going to have already done it. Holidays. Fourth of July is going to come up. Those women 
are going to go to their families or they're going to go to their kids. They're going to go, they're going to go somewhere else. They're not going to hang out with you. Thanksgiving's going to come up. You're going to be that one woman that they, that, that gets dragged to all of the other people's family. Oh, I brought my, I brought my cut, my, my neighbor. I brought my neighbor. She didn't have nowhere to go on Thanksgiving. She didn't have no family and friends. <laughs> and she could be like, oh, she already been to Santorini. You already been to places that you wanted to go during the holidays. Now you have nothing left. And you certainly don't want to be somewhere by yourself on Thanksgiving by yourself. All right, so here you go. What about Christmas, New Year's? That shit going to hit hard. Shit going to hit hard as hell. Because all your friends going to have places to go. You're not. But listen, you can't tell them long term. Go live by yourself. Go do you, baby. And that's all I can tell you. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggling Snickle Theater, that's a great episode. We what do we got coming up next? We have uh the 10 states with the highest STIs. Do you live in a state where the woman got that hot pocket? All right, and what of STIs? We'll talk about that in a bit. We got 2,300,000 people strong. On the free agent lifestyle channel, and we're also we're also simulcasting on the Notorious CGA channel on YouTube, on uh, Facebook, fakebook.com, fake it's planet on the earth. We also on Rumble and Twitch simulcasting. We also will be available afterwards for replay on those platforms and on Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud. We got uh we got uh some brothers on super chat. Let's get to those. Big Chip says, "Told my baby mama no more money till she changes my son's last name." To mine, she says courts don't care, and she don't know nothing. Wait, she don't want nothing from me. Leave them alone, and I'm taking you to child support. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, all right. So I see what happened there. I see what happened there. So your baby mama, you're trying to cut her off financially. Your son has her last name. You want the son to have your last name. She says the court don't care. Courts don't give a shit about what you want as a father. And then she says, she don't want nothing from me. Leave them alone. She does want something from you. And she then says, I'm taking you to child support. So we're going to talk about what child support really is. We'll review because a lot of people don't realize that. So now she just wants you as the money. All right. But this is a parental alienation and abuse. And parental alienation is now being compared to physical and sexual abuse of a child. All right. They say they say now that parental alienation is on par with physical and sexual abuse. And we know women are more uh, alienators than, than men are. All right. We don't even have access to our children to alienate them. All right. But they just say by not being there, uh, we're alienating them. Now, uh, the mother has alienated the child from the father. If the mother's not reaching out and saying, pick your kids up, they want to see you. They want you to take them out. They want to spend a night at your house. Talk to your kids. If the, if the baby mother is not doing that, she's alienating them from you. Like, there's no in-between. There's no, well, I'll just wait for him to call. No. No, no, no. That, 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 is, that is her satisfied with your lack of effort. And plus, the reason why you're not doing it is because she's standing between you and the child, right? So you know that. She wants the power for you to come ask her. I'm going to ask you if I can talk to my kids. That's alienation. That's literally alienation. The mother, the, the, the only way I would say a woman's not alienated the child from the kid is if the mother's begging you, please come see my kid. Please come see your kids. Please pick them up. 
please be a part of their lives. Please call them. That, that, that is, that's, the, that's the only way she's not alienating them. That's it. All right, but if she's just sitting back going, well, if you don't want to come, he ain't coming. All right, that's the... <laughs> All right, and then meanwhile, she's standing in front of the kids and you. Well, if he ain't trying to go make an effort. Anyway, she just wants leverage and power. It's power-hungry move. Anyway, and she gets to benefit financially. SB57, being a 35-year-old black male, I have to say my biggest RP eye-opening experience has been dating and sleeping with white women. All right, we're going to get into that conversation here in a minute. So you're a black male sleeping with white women for the first time. I wonder what your, I wonder what your experience has been. What has your experience been? You didn't say. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I should have hit it with the judge back then. Yes. All right. Joe Jones says, in Jamaica, guys told people during doing excursions. In Jamaica. Guys told people doing excursions said guests said take uh take my wife away from me. I'm like we take multiple trips a year, like half million dollar houses, and you live in half million dollar houses. Had over thirty k work done and drive a 2023 Mercedes. He says, "Okay, go ahead." Wow. So, uh, yeah, you will find that upper elite men that have wives that live in half-a-million-dollar homes and manufacture wives. They drive good cars. These men, they don't give a shit who the wife sleeps with, really. As long as they're not in the area code, this is a swinger lifestyle. I see what you're saying there. It was a little chopped up, but I see what you're saying there. You're saying in Jamaica that these men come over there and say, take, take my wife, sleep with them. There's a lot of that going on, the, the swinger life, yes. Yeah, and men that have to uh, pay for wives like this, they work their ass off. But when they take their wives on vacation, they trying to go get some sex from somewhere else anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Dinero Tranquilo facts. When my lady cheated, it hurt. But what got me was that I was majorly financially invested. And he says, and this cat got it for free. She tried to come back and you said, hell no. Nope. That's what gets men. And by the way, what, what gets men mostly in any situation and scenario with a woman is the money. I mean, this is the one thing that men argue about. It's money spent on women. Like, if you think about it, all, all men's problems. Now, let me say this so you understand. I'm not blaming women. But most men's outcome with women, the most hurt thing they'll have about it is money. Not a broken heart. Now, my, now, women will think that a man's mad because he got his heart broken. But it's not true. Most of it will be a financial income that he didn't like related to the woman. For instance, for instance, he felt like he got finessed at dinner or he had to split the, he, had, he asked to split the bill and he didn't want to pay for the dinner. That's just on the basic level. How about he was financially supporting the woman and she, he, she cheated on him? Okay, or they moved in together. He wants to break up, but he doesn't want to break the lease. And he was paying a portion of the rent or a higher portion of the rent. Or he got divorced and had to pay child support and alimony. Most of the hurt comes from the financial hurt because 
men think it's unnecessary, right? Men think, now, why is this the case? Now, here's the thing. It's the disrespect because then what'll happen is the woman will eventually direct at whatever her need is. And it is normally a punishment for you financially. That's where, that's what the normal is. So then you feel like you got punished financially, right? A divorce, a alimony, a child support, or you pay for a dinner and didn't get nothing five times, or you help pay her rent. And then she was getting her back blown out and her, and her tonsils lubricated by Chad or Tyrone. It's normally the financial loss where you wasted the resources. Sometimes it's the time. Sometimes it's the heart. But most times it's the money. Most times it's the money. All right. That's what normally gets us. And this is, again, we talked about the husband, the cheating wife. It's normally the money that the husband looks at and go, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Martin says, you have helped me mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, economically, physically, and with understanding. He says, I pay by hitting that like button. Shout out to you, Martin. That's what we're aiming to do. That's what we're aiming to do. All right. And some people said, no, it, it does not hurt you. Just not something I can't see what it says there. It, but it's normally the money, especially as you're older. Uh, you know, when you're younger, not so much. Most of the time when you're younger, it's the fact that you don't have any resources. That limits you. It's still the money, right? Because then the woman's like, well, I need a ninja to pay for this. And, you know, you feel bad if you can't support, right? And that's where the hurt comes from. It's the money. Even the conversation about tricking is an indicator that money is the underlying thing here. A man that doesn't have the money or doesn't believe he needs to spend the money is arguing with the guy that says, I'd rather use the money. So, men, the money is always the underlying issue. Never leave with your wallet. Okay, no, I'll fix as a bind. Well, fix as a bind is tricking. No, tricking is it. You see, it's always the money. Oh, I got it for free. And Tyrone hit for free. We're going to talk about that in a minute. That's not true. That's not true in all cases. All right, he eventually going to have to pay something. Uh, so it's always the underlying lying reason for the esteem of men when it comes to relationships with women. And some women know this. That's why they'll hit you in the pockets. That's why they'll say, I'll just take you to child support. It's a threat against your finances, right? And that's what the attack is. And you're like, why would you put my finances at risk? Because you're upset. And then she winds up the toy soldiers. She files for the child support. And, you know, most people, even though child support sucks, it's an indicator. Women don't win when they get child support. They don't win. And I have a clip proving this. They don't win. Now, they do hurt you in the pocket. They do do that. But anybody that receives money that they haven't earned, normally, normally they come out worse in the long run. Now, you do come out affected, but they come out worse in the long run. They'll get a financial windfall or they'll get accustomed to it because they didn't earn it. They don't treat it the way it needs to be treated. They don't invest it. They don't pass it on. They don't volunteer it. They don't, they don't become a philanthropist. They normally squander it or live up to that that expense and then when it runs out then they're stuck so just know man i know it hurts to be able to pay these bitches off but most of the time they ain't gonna get they're not gonna get far with it have you ever heard a warm a woman say this i actually uh got child support or alimony i invested it and i became a millionaire where's that story at <laughs> where where's that story at 
I ain't heard, I ain't heard one story. Now I've did heard women become millionaires by a billionaire becoming divorced. But where that story at? That story does not exist. Eventually, what they'll find is that child support or alimony will run out and them bitches be back to broke. Back to broke. <laughs> anyway, man, just understand this. There is power in it, and it's somewhat funny down the line. You ain't never going to hear that. Or I got child support and alimony, and I paid for my kid's college. Where that story at? Where? There ain't there might be not even more than five to ten stories in the nation of a woman doing that. Most of the time, she got child support and alimony and needed a scholarship to send their kids to college. So if the kid did go to college, they got a scholarship. They got a scholarship. The woman did not pay. All right. I ain't got one story. Show me, show me 10 stories like that. There ain't none. There, there might be one or two, but there, there's not. <laughs> They've spent that money. They spent that money and they're going to be down bad. He says, Bob Johnson's ex-wife, please, let's, let's not. Don't do that. Don't do that, did you? Don't do that. That's way out of, we way batting out of the whole, we're going way on the, what did we call it here? We're going way on the outside of the, what do you call it? I can't even think of it statistically. I can't remember. It begins with a no. Outliers. Let me take it extreme outliers. All right, we, let's not do this. Don't do this. All right, so uh, what are we doing here? I got some more super chats and contributions here. Hmm. Hawkeye crisis. What percentage of women sell themselves? Is it a lot? Well, you can never tell. One can never tell because I I don't know. I mean, what is selling themselves? What is tricking? Like what's what constitute tricking? Taking a woman out to a meal? Okay, if that's tricking, then any woman doing that is committing prostitution. Right? That would be the argument. So if a man says, I like taking out women to, to dinners and I'll pay $250 bill, it doesn't mean nothing to me. Well, if you call that tricking, then the woman doing that is prostituting herself. So where's the line? Now, I know women who do stuff like this. Is, I, I couldn't tell you. But I think all forms of relationships are formed around the bond of finances where the man finances something. Or you contribute time. The finances is something that she looks for. We can consider that an act of prostitution. If she says, I liked him because he was contributing, he was paying the bills and sending me on excursions. Then I attached to him and they were sexual. If we want to boil it down and, and consider it, it's prostitution. Or we can say it's not, and it's what men and women do. But it's a hard conversation. But some men will think that's tricky. I'm taking this woman out to, to vacations, and, and, pay, and she never has to pay for anything. And I pay for her nails and hair to get done because when she's with me, I want her to look good. People will say that's tricking. They'll be like, oh, hell no, nah, man. Well, if that's tricking, then the, the woman is committing an act of prostitution. All right, simple. If that's the case, then the number's super high. If that's the case, the number's off the chain. I mean, you almost have to say almost all of them are doing it in some form or fashion. All right, but it's just a part, it's, it's a matter of an argument, right? Marriages, same thing. It could be considered a legal form of prostitution in many ways, especially when the divorce happens, because then you pay, right? Then it becomes a payment. 
and then you're paying for the past usage of the woman. Or let me put it like this so the women won't be bad. You're paying for the time that she invested in the relationship because she comes out worse the longer time she was with you. If she got married to you at 26 and now it's 36 or 40, she doesn't have the time, she doesn't have the value that she had when you married her. So she wants payment for that because it's going to be difficult to find another you. So your job is now to support her into perpetuity or until she finds another guy to commit like you committed, which is rare. The courts then say that guy took on the obligation of the woman. Therefore, you owe her no alimony. And they find a way to trick that system. So it's all kind of just the same thing. And this is why I say all men pay. Now, even the guys who the, the, the chads, the pookies, they pay too. And uh, they pay mostly in time and attention. And these are guys who devalue their time. At some point, you should grow out of it. But they devalue their time. And then they still think they're winning. I got a rotation of eight broads. Guys, if you have a rotation of eight women, you're wasting a lot of time and you're paying a lot of attention. There's no way you can keep that shit up and consider it a win. Now, what they'll do is say, well, the woman that I'm with provides value, a.k.a. I put her, uh, she's a secretary at my business. And then her business is like, they flip shoes and she, 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 she shows up with the money in her sock. Or they're a pimp. Or they're a stripper. Or they're an OnlyFans girl. They, they essentially become the pimp of the girl. And then they don't realize that they're paying for her. Right? To keep her around, you got to actually pay for that. I mean, it's kind of goofy. But if you boil it down to the basics. If you boil it down to the basics, all men pay. All. All, all, all. Anyway, we're going to get to that when we get the country ring. Daniel McGee, no need for marriage, guys. Stay single. Free agent lifestyle for life. Yes. Yeah, or they're a drug dealer, and she keeps the, t- she keeps the weed in her titty, right? Oh, my girl keep the, the, the weed. My girl keep the weed bundle in her puss, you know? It's like she can, she can work for me. Okay, what kind of work are you talking about? She keep the drug money in her sock. When we go to the airport, she take the money to her her chest. (laughs) Like, (laughs) uh, you know what I mean? It's like, what? She's an asset to me. Where she put all the expenses in her name. You know what I mean? So you you can just ride under, uh, under this idea where you own nothing and all the money's in the girl's name. Even the credit, you know what I mean? The credit's in her name. She's a valuable asset. And Ninja, you pookie-nomics your way to making this work. You know what I mean? Because you have a criminal record. You can't vote. Ninja, you can't own a firearm. You, your Social Security all jacked up. You got two felonies on your way to a third. And then you try to rationalize how you can get a woman to work of value for your ass because you have been bankrupt two times and now the woman worked ninja play yeah the jammies in her name she could be a valuable asset to you Sean and she one of five she one of my five women that I use and then when we travel she keep the, she keep the weed in her titties like mm. 
He ain't got no passport. Yeah, bitch. Pookinomics. They Pookinomics, they wait to the, trying to rationalize how they're not spending money on the woman. I make money from the woman. I make money from the woman. Then she's selling feet pictures on the side. <laughs> what do we do? Yo. And I'm like, you know how much time you're investing in that to keep this shit up afloat? You know what I mean? Like, stop. Ninjas can't make no AdSense money on YouTube, but you got the AdSense money in the girl name. All right, you got the her whole social security filling out her taxes, 1099 out of her ass. <laughs> yo, you like, yo, man, what is this shit? All right, let me stop, man. Pookie Ray Ray, not Pookie Domics 101. Yeah, Brianna Taylor type shit. You want some Brianna Taylor like shit. You can't rent no car in 49 states. And now the broad you traveling with rent your cars. Okay, I, okay. All right. Then you ain't got no driver license. You can't drive around the whole damn city or rent no car. But the woman works for you and the bitch renting out uh hotels and rental cars for you because you can't rent nothing out. All right. Okay. Listen, it is what it is. I just. Brianna Taylor Pookie. <laughs> She a real one, too. She a real one. You need to get you a real one. So just in case you can't rent from Hertz, Avis, uh, budget rent a car, you get you a girl and she rent cars when you go coast to coast. Okay, all right. Let me stop. <laughs> Look, man, I love these ninjas, man, but they ain't telling you the real, man. I'm telling you, they leaving some shit out this whole subject matter here. Let me get to these. Replica GL says, I know. We, I know we need to stop looking for love, but let me tell you, being alone on Christmas and Thanksgiving is painful for men, too. It's been very painful, Coach, but I make it through it. I entertain myself. What I'm going to tell you is, I'm going to tell you this. Guys, the idea, I know holidays can get lonely because they definitely are about family, all right? And baby mamas know this, so they'll keep your kids away from you in holidays. They, they do this terrorist shit. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You should look into traveling for your holidays. You're going to be amazed at how many people travel during the holidays. And I'm talking about families. It don't matter. Families, singles. Uh, first time I started traveling for the holidays, I, I went with my mom when I was, I think, a senior in high school. And she took me to Vegas uh, for the holiday. And I was amazed at how many people are not sitting around on a Christmas tree La 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 drinking eggnog and hot chocolate, unwrapping presents under the tree. Like, not a lot of people are doing this. Like, as soon as you walk out during the holiday on Christmas and you walk outside in Vegas and it's 85 degrees, you're like, wow. As a matter of fact, living in Southern California kind of ruins Christmas for you. When you live in Southern Cal, Christmas, I've been in Christmas in Southern Cal and it was 90 degrees. Not a lick of snow. It did not feel like Christmas at all, other than the fact that there was a tree and somebody said, unwrap the presents. Now, as soon as you unwrap the presents, you was outside. Ain't no snow. Ain't no sled. Ain't no goddamn Santa Claus. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing Christmassy about it. <laughs> you just walk outside and be like, oh, it's Christmas? You would never know. So, so what happens is, after you do that for a lot, I would say start traveling. You're going to realize Texas is like that too. It don't feel like Christmas. Arizona, anybody that lives on the West Coast, Christmas don't feel like Christmas. 
right? You watching uh, Home Alone and It's a Wonderful Life and all the snow. <laughs> Ain't no snow, right? Ain't no snow on the West Coast in Texas and Florida. You like, oh, you on the beach. Dude, we be on the beach in Christmas. So it doesn't feel like Christmas. Now, start traveling. You're going to see, especially Europeans, shout out to the Europeans. Europeans be traveling during the holiday. They travel. Them Europeans be in Cuba, Florida, Dominican. Them old white European women be getting their cheeks clapped on Christmas. So, <laughs> right? It's, um, it's, it's one of those things that's in your mind. And I like to travel during the holidays. That's how I like to do it. Like, I'm not going to be, I find spending time around family just, a, is it abhorrent is the word? I don't like it. I don't like it sitting up there in your tri- Christmas sweater, waiting, waiting for the women to bring out the ham and the turkey. I'm like, nah, man, sweating and shit. Look, man, let me just go somewhere. Give me an airline ticket. I'll go somewhere, and you'll find that there's a lot of people out there, and most of them uh, are getting some buffet-ass Christmas. Buffet. <laughs> right, you're not getting no fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Like, you know what I mean? Like, really, really, really get your mind. Like, you got, you guys got to switch your mind. You got to really mesh, switch your mind to realize that most of the time it's normies doing that. Most of the time it's normies doing that with your fat ass aunt come out here with her big fat ass waddling. All right, bring it in the turkey. And she all happy for the one day she's happy all year because this woman going to be crying somewhere at the end of that Christmas drink dinner. After she done sucked down a couple of cups of eggnog, she's going to be crying and she's going to be married. And, and, and her husband got the Kango hat talking about how he used to be a pimp back in the day. And she was his last hoe. Mm. <laughs> right? Like, man, no, hell no. No, 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 no. That ain't going to be me, fam. That ain't going to be me. Look, I'll find another way. <laughs> Yep, the Oz potato salad, and she all stirring it up with her hands, gremlin hands, all right? She's sniffing, snorting all on your shit. You like, ugh, she <coughs> stirring up the potato salad. Oh, you're like, oh, I don't want to eat that shit. You ever see your fit? You ever see the plate of holiday food? You ever see the plate of holiday food? Looks disgusting. It's disgusting, all right? You get your plate. You got 58 fixings. You got to land on one plate. Take some of this potato salad. Take some of these candy yams. Take some of these greens. Take some of this potato. Take, take, take some of this corn salad, this egg egg salad. And you got them three sliced eggs on your plate. Ain't a bit of color. All the color meshing, mumbled together, jumbled together, looking like prison slop. <laughs> you got three bits of ham. Four pieces of turkey. Like, look at this shit. <laughs> Looking like the lunch line. <laughs> Looking like, like, what is this shit? Oh, oh man, this is good. It tastes like holiday food. <laughs> you eat that shit two times a year, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then you do not eat no slop like that for the rest of the year. The corn cornbread. You don't eat no slop like that for the rest of the year. Yeah, the, 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 the plate all dripping. They got you on the day of paper plates. You sitting at the kid table all with your knees tucked. How's it going, kids? 
kids crying. Ah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, man. Listen, man. Hey, man. Reframe your mind. For me, I think this is, I've done it. I've been there, done that. I've been there, done that. I'm not going to do that shit every year to make myself feel good. Family is everything. Oh, hell no. Ninja, I'm going kite surfing. Let's go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> right? I'm going somewhere. All right. Anyway. All right. Anyway, man. Shout out to y'all. All right. Here we go. Who's ready for German chocolate cake? Oh, me. Slice it up. For the 20th year, Aunt Kathy made her German chocolate cake, and she's so proud of it. I made my German chocolate cake. Everybody get a slice. Whoosh. All right. Here's your slice of German chocolate cake. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Family is important, Ninja. Family's important. Hey, man, you, hey, listen, I'm going to tell you, man, do you in this life. But you can't have it both ways. Ninja's want it both ways. All right, if you like family, go ahead, man. Go ahead. But I'm telling you, man, reshape your mind. There's happiness out here. But if you're trying to be happy the way other people say it's happy, do family get together and be at each other's neck. You know you show up and there's cousins. You see all your cousins. You come from out of town. Look, 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 family's important. Let me tell you, every family is like this. They got the crackhead aunt or the crackhead uncle. They got the one relative that's in jail, right, calling you from the prison line. All right. Hey, passing the phone around all night. All right. They go, Uncle Ken, he in prison. All right. Hey, what's up, Uncle Ken? Merry Christmas. <laughs> you got the cousins come in. You ain't seen them in five years. You dapping them up. Oh, shit. I'm messing up my show. You dapping up your cousins. You like, what's up, man? Glad I flew in here. They be like, what's up, cuz? I hate cuz over there. You do? What's wrong with cuz? I hate that mother sucker. I'm with him every week. I hate him. He's like, oh, uh, I thought we was cool. I thought we like, they got five families fighting each other. You're like, oh, well, why, why you don't hate, why you hate your uncle? That's your brother. And it'd be like 70-year-old brothers, 60-year-old brothers, they fight each other. They're like, I hate that side of the family. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Glad I flew in, motherfucker. Mm. Glad I flew in. I could have been in Puerto Rico. Here I am in Gary, Indiana with this bullshit. <laughs> Out here freezing in a polar vortex. A polar vortex, I should say. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, bruh. Like, you realize I could have been out here clapping some lady's cheeks in Tunisia, but I'm here with this bullshit. All right. <laughs> Talk about family's important. And just smoking weed all in the back. Glad I, I, glad I came to town. All right, anyway. <laughs> all right, here we go. Y'all know you know, man. I'm just letting you know, man. Listen. You got to reshape your mind. You got to reshape your mind. Anybody that thinks what I'm saying is different or negative, you are stuck in a mindset. You're stuck. And, and I'm, I'm being nice to you. I'm not trying to tell you. You're stuck. Because you only think happiness is one way. You can't see happiness the other way. When I see, I see happiness the other way. I see happiness both ways. But I've already done it that way 20, 30, 40 years. 
the minute I switched, and I was like, there's happiness over here too. Now, the people who didn't, doesn't see, the people who don't see happiness in a way I'm describing, you haven't, you haven't shifted. You haven't tried it. All right. I see, hap- yeah, the volar vortex. Hey, you haven't, you haven't shifted your mind. You only see happiness one way, and most of the time it's not even that happy. He said, day late. Yeah, day late. You only see happy. Once you, once you travel on a holiday, you will see that there's thousands of people traveling on the holidays, not sitting around with 80 family members. They're not. They might have one, two. It might be by themselves. There might be four family members. They literally be out there doing their own damn thing. And you know what's funny? They got more freedom to do shit because y'all all sitting around the Christmas tree. Anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway, look. Let's get in here. You watching the third football game on Christmas. You watching the third NBA on Christmas. Just sit there. You ain't did shit. Like, what did you do? Anyway. <laughs> Chris says, we need a whole stream on Pookinomics. I might have to hit you with one. Shout out to Kevin Sullivan says coach student loans are kicking in, but I seen a lot of people out last night at the Beyonce concert doing the stanky leg. We have to stay focused, brothers. Yes, bread and circus. Lord have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. I got to do some show here. I got to do some show. States with the highest STIs. All right, shout out to the STI city out here. Here we go. Trying. All right, STI city, states with the highest STIs. All right, what states do you think have the highest STI? We've done this before, but now this is a new, I think this is a new article. Yep, I'll show you the map. This is not a surprise. All right, uh, it says right here. Oh, let me scroll up. Let me scroll up. Yeah, three days ago. They're just updating you. The U.S. is in the midst of, the U.S. is in the midst of an out of control STI epidemic. By the way, because women are out here throwing a puss around the marketplace. It's, it's women's fault. Not, it's women's fault. All right. But cases of syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia on the rise nationwide. Okay. All right. The CDC says gonorrhea cases have spiked 28% across the country, while syphilis soared a staggering 74%. Man, this is crazy. However, not all Americans are... Uh, not all American areas are experiencing the same rate of infection with new data right now by the U.S. News and World Report revealing that the 10 states with the highest STI rates. The publication compiled the list after looking at cumulative cases of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis per 100,000 residents, and it's not good news for those living in the South. And no, not the Southwest. Seven of the 10 states with the highest rate were located below the Mason-Dixon line, including North Kakalaki, which clocked in 10th with total STI rates. And let's go ahead and give you the states right here, just so you know. These are the top 10 states with the highest STIs. I believe the order is lowest, highest to lowest. Mississippi, Mississippi, number one. Louisiana, number two, Alaska, number three. People don't realize how miserable Alaska is as a place. They have high STIs. They got a lot of promiscuity in Alaska. 
Plus, they ain't got nowhere to go. I mean, they're really stuck out there with each other. They don't have a lot of people moving in. And uh, it's a lot of people bumping uglies out there. South Carolina, South Dakota, flying in in the middle areas. Alabama, Georgia, Arkansas. Of course, Georgia in that hot pocket. New Mexico and North Kakalaki. You don't see Nevada or California on there. You would think those places would be on there. You also don't see New York on there or Florida. All right, these are all places that people presume to be places where you're going to pick it up, where there's hookers and all that stuff. But what I've told you is this, and this is going to prove my point. When you're dealing with uh, dealing with pay-for-play or women that are perceived to be on the market, you know, benefiting financially, most of the time they know they're going to do this, hence they'll be more safe about it. They'll be more safe about it. The idea that some hooker is going to give you, no, it's the skeezers that are going to give you something. It's the casual sex. It's the hookup sex. It's the banging your fourth cousin in the South. That's what's going to get you. It's the places where it's cold, Alaska, South Dakota, and there's not many people coming in or going out. Those are the places where the casual sex is more, you're more likely to pick it up. This kind of backs this up, all right? Because you would see New York, you would likely see Los Angeles, San Francisco, Right, I'm surprised that doesn't even exist on its own. Miami or New York, you would essentially see that. But no, you're not seeing that. You're seeing the casual sex marketplace pop up there. By the way, South Carolina was done all by one man, and that is DJ, DJ Pooh, DJ whatever his name is. I can't remember his name. <laughs> all right, and uh, let me show you a map. Let me see here. Um, the map also demonstrates that the STIs are definitely in south the southern part of the uh, country now doesn't mean doesn't mean that you're not going to catch one out here <laughs> all right you can catch one anywhere all right but uh this is going to be the map for uh the clap where's the map there it is right there i mean the clap is the, i mean that's almost like the rookie STI ninja that's the easiest to catch out here all right gonorrhea and chlamydia Excuse me, are they almost the easiest one? Um, because people will not be scared of the symptoms or scared of the um, consequences. And they typically, but, but once you get into the higher ones, right, which is uh, uh, syphilis is pretty dangerous, like very, very, like long-term untreated HIV, obviously. Then people start waking up real quick. Then they're like, oh, hold up. All right, the other ones do have their consequences. I'm just telling you how people move out here. It's crazy. Gonorrhea would be on the mid to minor, right, where people, if you got it, you'd be like, okay, clear my shit up, and they'd be out there. They'd be back out there fucking the next week. All right, so uh, it doesn't catch your attention. But there, there it is. There's the hot pocket right there, south. South. Shout out to the American South out there, man. Hey, man, if you travel... And you try to get some junior college girls, do not go to the South. Oh, herpes is on the major list. Yeah, herpes. Those are all wake you up. You get one of them, it's the wake-up call. Herpes, syphilis, HIV, those are the wake-up call. Because serious, serious consequences. Like, right? Herpes is incurable, right? Um, that one's that one. Syphilis does cause some long-term issues going untreated. HIV, obviously, right? That's when you wake up. So be careful out there. It's it's crazy, man. Yo, be careful out here, man. Oh, by the way, this also DJ Kid was a guy. 
in South Carolina. It also proves something that I've been talking about that people don't want to give me the credit for. I'm telling you now, people are not wearing condoms out here. Not like their people are telling you they are. They're not doing it. People keep saying it, but I'm seeing too many single mothers. I'm seeing, seeing too many this is on child support and too many STI reports to believe that people are using condoms responsibly. In fact, I've showed you the data of condom usage, condom usage and it's not good. It's not really that good, right? So people could talk about, man, I'll wrap it up every time. No, listen, let me be real with you. No, people don't. You might as a person, but you are on the, you're an outlier. Most people do not. Now, if they do, it might be the first two or three times. Now, let's just say it's the first time you're with the person. One person or the other, male or female, might say, this is uncomfortable. I don't want to wear the condom. And that's usually your lust talking. You're just trying to feel them. You're just finally trying to feel them guts. You're trying to feel that moisture. You're trying to wet that whistle. She might say, this is irritating to me. I feel like I'm going to break out. I normally break out against latex. I'm allergic to latex, right? After about a round of nothing happening, you basically swimming in the body bag. Nobody wants to do it anymore. And then second round, rip. And then you rip that thing off and then you be out there. You had it on, but then you don't have it on. Or you had it on. I mean, you didn't have it on and you put it on for a 10-minute period. Before that, y'all was all slobbing on each other. You was trading mouth juice on each other and kissing each other afterwards and, and all that stuff. You don't break out the dental dam <laughs> talking about, oh, let me eat that sweet potato pie. And then you get your dental dam out like, all right, let me lay this over the thing here. Let me lay this right here. <laughs> if a woman say, let me put your mouth on, let me put my mouth on you. You don't be like, hold on, let me get the Jimmy hat. No. And she's sucking down latex for, no, 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 no. So then right about you about to slide in and you already done put the head in and she already done grinded your, her salami, her snail trails on you. She already done grinded on you. <laughs> you got all her snail trails on everything. All right, hold on. Let me get the Jimmy. <laughs> all right, we're going to be safe. Let's do the safe thing. I'm like, guys, it's too late. You already didn't put everything on each other. <laughs> like what? Like what are you stopping now? Other than the possibilities of getting pregnant and the possibilities of you skeeting on. <laughs> it's too late. They have already traded body juice. All right. Anyway, it's out of control. What y'all people doing? All right. At the last second, she's like, do you have a condom? Like what? <laughs> I already didn't feel everything except, let me stop. It's already too late. All right, people really need to go back to class and figure out how to use this damn thing. And then don't let y'all go multiple rounds. Certainly not going to be any condom use on the second round and further. Now, don't let it be the second or third date. Certainly the condom use declines rapidly. That marketplace declines. Nobody hit nobody Five months in wearing a Jimmy hat other than married people that don't want to get their wife pregnant and she don't want to get on birth control. Those are the only people that are pounding it away five months down the line wearing a Jimmy hat. <laughs> right? Look. So you got to be careful out here, man. And 
dude, we live in a time where mar- we're trading sexual partners like women put on underwear. We will go trade, 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 flop, flop, flop. You don't know what these women doing out here with their peace leaves. You have no idea. And the women are like, but what about them guys? Guys, most men do not have sex at all. And if they do, most men, maybe they might get one to three partners in a year or in an entire lifetime. That's like 60% of men. 60% of men. 60% of men only have three sexual partners in their entire life. Women, on the other hand, do not have those numbers. 80% of women got one to three per year, and that's lowballing. That's lowball numbers. 80% in today's market have one to three per year, and that's lowballing. Some women got one to three per week. There's some women. One to three per day. Brittany Brittany Griner. Brittany Renner just admitted that she had three partners in one day caught a yeast infection. All right, anyway. That's 80% of women. All right, 80% of women procreate. So you telling me that only there's 80% of women got one sexual partner? This is just, this is just ridiculous. This is nonsense. But I'm here to educate you. Uh, this is a family show. This is my education part of the show. This is the best edutainment here on YouTube. Hit the like button. Let's get to Terrell Owens and talk about that. Then we'll come back to the Super Chats. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. Running around here saying that black women don't like him. All right? And that's the reason why he dated white girls. Who believes this? Who believes this? As a black man, as a white man that's probably jealous of black men dating white girls. All right? White girls are the white men, but black men are the white black women. All right, do you believe that Terrell Owens is pushing the story together that early in his development as a young child, as a teenager, as an adolescent, he got disrespected by black women? Who believes this? I mean, I believe it. I believe the story. I believe it. Now, the other part of it is he loved white women. That's just what it was. All right, that's just, let me just tell you. When you get around white women, you be smelling their hair. Smells like herbal essence. <sighs> they be treating you all nice, cuddling with you, treating you all nice, smiling in your face, manipulating you. They be telling you things, showing their teeth, smiling. You be like, you just so such a nice white woman. <laughs> right. You be looking at them, your skin, your hair. Oh. You're better than black women. Now you start degrading black women because you got a white woman. <laughs> Dr. Umar be in the back looking at you like, hey, it is what it is. And the white woman could look like a Millie Mob muskrat. And you'd be like, I love you more than I like black women. You can see the blue veins on their titties. You'd be like, I like to see the blue veins through your skin. You're translucent. You can grab their hair. You can hit the strawberry shortcake. They be dropping neck on you like it's barbecue in there. It's barbecue in there. They be leaving hair all on you. You be like, oh, real hair. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just, just call it what it is. Just call it what it is. You, you think white women are the cream of the crop. So, T.O., there's a little bit of that going on in there. It's a little bit of that going in there. Yes. 
<laughs> right, anyway, ninjas be starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. And don't let a ninja, like, they, li they, live, they live where it's like 60, 40, 60% of black women, they get them a white woman. She could be a white anything. She could be a snow cow, mastodon. She could look like, she could look like Freddy Krueger, as long as she white. She could look like a white woman shaped like a black woman. Fat obese, big old booty. Fat toes, fat ass feet. She making you, she making you chicken fettuccine and corn, uh, garlic bread, Texas toast. You think she's the, I got me a snow bunny. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You'd be like, damn, you just took anything old white owl. Okay. All right. I see you brothers. Hey, listen, it is what it is. Listen, we all been there. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> we all been there. You just took, you just took a woman. She's basically. Black, but white skin. She got grills in her mouth. Her hair braided backwards like Tata Alicia. She talk black. She act black. She listen to nothing but rap music and Jodeci and shit. And she be like, ooh, the good old days. Yeah. She could dance. She be doing the drill team. Right? She be like, <laughs> she, just a, she just a white woman. She just black on the inside, white on the outside. Soon as you come on, she'd be like, ooh, when I was in the club back in the day, we used to get. All right, anyway. And you out there like. You're like, oh, you got your first white woman. I see. This is your very first one. All right, anyway. <laughs> Look, we just having fun. We just having fun, man. We just having fun. And she lived like a black woman. Ghetto all in the hood, hood-ass apartment. You walk in there, she got two black kids. Day Day and Little Man Man, you looking at these ninjas like, oh, I guess I'm not the first ninja here. You my first white woman, but I see you been black a couple times. Oh, they got two separate baby daddies. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Well, You've been, li you been liking black men for a long time, apparently. Mm. <laughs> All right, let me stop. Oh, Lord. She hit her. She hit her music box. She's like, "Let me put something on." She grabbed her phone, connected to the speakers. Let me put something on for you. She'd be like, "So you have it, my baby, and it means so much to me. There's nothing more precious than to raise a family. And if there's any doubt in your mind, you can count on me." I never let you down, baby. Believe in me. You and I will never fall apart. You and I, we knew right from the start. Mm. All right, let me stop. <laughs> let me see here. Let's get the TO. Let's get the TO. Out here, he's roasting black women now. No, 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 no. He's not roasting them. He's just going to say this. Let's go ahead and play it. Uh, let me see here. Black women growing up wasn't so good. When I started dating white girls, my first experience with white girls is when I went to college. I tried to date some black girls when I was in college. They did not like me. I was skinny. I was strong. Right. I was, I was teased from high school, even college. I got teased for being dark-skinned. Damn, so they, was, they tease you, cuz? Yeah, so there was a lot of self, a lot of self-esteem issues. Right, right, right. 
No, I'm, I'm being, I'm being yeah. dead honest. So when I, when I got my opportunity, when my, my first experience with a white girl, I'm like, okay, it wasn't bad, but that wasn't, I just gr totally gravitated to, to white girls after that. Right. That wasn't the situation. So again, my experiences with black women growing up wasn't so good. So, but that still didn't deter me from still dating or pursuing right. black girl. Right. So my thing now is <clears throat> because I know there's this stigma, uh, the, the stereotypical of, of athletes, you know, to, to to go off and make money, this and that, and and date uh, the opposite color, opposite race. But for me now, where I am, it's not even about it's not even about about color. It's not even about race. Mm -hmm. For me, it's about somebody that I have some chemistry with, mm. good energy, and a, and I get a good vibe with. Right. That's that's where I am. Like I said, we all want somebody that's attractive. Right, you right. Know what I mean? Aesthetics is going to play a big part in it. Don't, anybody that says, oh, well, I don't care what the person looks like, that's a lie. That's a lie. We all want somebody that we can roll over and wake up to that's, you know what I mean, that looks pleasing to the eye. Everybody's experiences have been different. For me, when I grew, when okay, I grew up, the beginning. I, okay, this is the beginning. Okay, all right, all right, we got that out there. Uh, there's there's To's uh, opinion on this one right there, and a lot of people are gonna say, oh, he hate himself, and all of these goofy things. The reality is, depends on where you grew up. He says his first experience is in college with a white woman, and, and a lot of black men. That's your first experience. For me, it was high school, right? Um, um, and um, uh, your first experience is gonna be diametrically opposed to your previous experience. There's there's not a lot of you know, black women tend to date differently. They flirt differently than white women, right? Um, or any other race of women. Let's just say any other race, not just white women. He said white women. But but everything's different. Um, black women tend to be a harder shell on the outside, soft on the inside. All right. Um, I think the other races of women have their issues as well, and you learn that over time. That's why I don't put one above the other in terms of manipulation, safety, and all of that stuff. All of them got their issues as far as I'm concerned. All right, but when you were used to dealing with women that are making you do go through a lot just to talk to them, when you meet a woman of another race for the first couple of times, the the transition, the transaction is super easy, right? The white woman ain't gonna make you jump through like, well, what kind of ninja are you? And look at you, your shoes don't match, and you don't. And when you broke and you baloney sandwich, you you poor. What you do? What how much you make? Look at you. You know, there's a lot of that with black women up front. And I would say mostly black men in their youth have been traumatized by black women. Not a lot of people will admit this. I think for sure black men have been traumatized by black women. Now, some black women will say, well, you ain't man enough. You was weak in the beginning. Look at, look at your whole goddamn community, first of all. This is ridiculous. All right, only 20% of men mate in your communities, meaning procreate. All right, you got a bunch of people out here. You got a whole damn cluster F. So if you want a guy that can overcome you being toxic, dangerous, and traumatic, tra bringing your trauma to that guy, if that's what y'all going to do, this is why men will explore more options. Now, here's the first part about it. The next part about it is now that men are able to travel, men that don't want to put up with toxic behavior, they will go elsewhere, right? So you're seeing passport bros. Free agent lifestyle preceded that, which was, Get your passport, travel, not for sex, but travel for culture. Once you travel for culture, it'll open up your world. That's what I said in the free agent lifestyle. That preceded the movement, not the passport roles in general, but the movement you see today. You also have men, SYSBM, men that are going their own way. You have a lot of guys that are like, I just can't deal with that. And we have to kind of overcome that. 
And not a lot of men are built to overcome that. In fact, in my opinion, most men who try to overcome that type of traumatic entry into the woman's traumatic past where she trauma dumps on you early on and makes you jump through a lot of unnecessary hoops and hurdles on basic communication, those men overwhelmingly are immature, right? And so these are men that can give her the shit back. And then that woman will say, oh, you can handle me. Dude, that, that guy probably is missing out on a lot of other valuable things where he would put himself in a position to be able to handle that woman, right? Then eventually she'll find out, oh, he ain't shit, and these ninjas ain't shit. Well, that's because he had time to overcome your toxicity, if you will. So black women tend to be stereotypically, although not in all cases, I'm, I meet some that are not like this, but they still have it. They still have that quality. For instance, they'll ask, do you miss me? And then I'll tell them, just say you miss me. Not till you say it first. See, look, I'm not in the eighth grade. You're a grown ass woman. You got trauma. You've been dealing with no good ninjas and ain't going nowhere ninjas since you were 12 years old. You're now 29 and you're still here. Now, if you think that a guy is not a good enough man to put up with that shit and deal with your long-term ass trauma to where that got to be the conversation, you got another thing coming. There's some guys that don't want anything to do with that. Some guys that are lame. And because those women tend to start off early in their sexual development, fast-ass women, as we call them, fast-tail women, they start off at 12, 13, 14, discovering men, chasing after boys and chasing after no-good ninjas, toxic men. All races of women are getting into this. That they're dealing with trauma, sometimes sexual abuse, sometimes abuse when they were a minor. Sometimes they dated older men, didn't work out. They dated, they, they, they dated pookies. They hid drugs and they sock. They hid drugs and they, and they brawls for ninjas. They drove around in low And this is just overwhelmingly too many of them. That when they have this peak sexual selection, unfortunately, and trauma attached to it, they tend to traumatize the weak in the community, which tends to be the little black boys who are not as developed at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, as the men, the Pookies, the Ray Rays, and all of these people, right? The gangbangers and the future criminals of society. The toxic men. These men physically aren't developed. You might be super skinny. You might be short. You might not get your hair cut every weekend. You might not have the best drip. These men don't get selected. These men don't get selected. Not only do they not get selected, they get verbally abused by these women. They get verbally abused. They get called ashy, dirty, dusty, nappy. And the rejection comes hardcore. Like it's enough to reject you and ignore you. Typically in the suburban communities and white women, they'll, they'll not even look at you. They won't even look at you, which can be traumatizing as well. To not even be acknowledged. This is the whole idea of your noses in the air and stuck up. Ninja, they won't even look at you long enough to give you an idea of who the hell you are. On the other hand, black women tended to sniggle, comment, laugh, physically abuse black men. I mean, physically slapping you, 
pushing you. It's prison-based, right? Laugh right in your face, right? Sniggle if you came up to try to say something to you. They talked about you had butter in your teeth. I mean, they were ruthless with it, and this cannot be, this, this without question. I know people are saying, not me, coach. Okay, no, this is, this is most of the time they were ruthless in their critique of you. Ruthless. Now, here's the funny part about it. 30 years later, they're claiming that men in their age group are doing the same thing to them, right? So now they're 40 or 35, and the men are now giving that back to them. Men are now taking the airwaves. Men are now saying, hey, man, I don't feel your bullshit. They're like, I'm a baby mama or two, and I'm 250 pounds, but I'm going to lose weight, and, and black men are giving it back to them. So now when we go and y'all hit the wall and y'all ain't shit, right? So it's just coming back full circle. And as a young black man, I will tell you, it's going to come back full circle, right? Whatever you're getting back, this is why black men tend to be ruthless in their critique of black women today. Many of them experience trauma based on how they were treated even as early as 12 to 15 to 17 to 20. It was very, very difficult. Very difficult for a lot of men. And this is the trauma, right? So, so what's happening here? What happens when the man says, I'm going to go to another race of women. I'm going to go get my passport. The women that were basically like, well, go on, dusty ass ninjas. What you will find is these women will eventually say, black men, don't, these black men don't protect us, right? They're trying to get value out of you still. These black women, these black men taking their money. Uh, the, the small percentage of black men that go date women of other races when they get famous or well off. They tend to say, these black men leaving. The reason why is because there was a time period that black men didn't have options to go seek out women of other races or seek women in another country. That wasn't an option. And it wasn't an option because of the finances. It was an option because your mother said, you bet not bring home no black woman. I'm sorry, no white woman. You bet not bring home no white woman here. You bet not, and you'll bring home a Puerto Rican woman and they will call her white. And you're like, but mom, she Puerto Rican. She's still white to me. Because then you had family restricting you from doing this, man. You bet not bring no pink toe over here. You know, they smell like wet chicken and dogs. So men could not bring that in, especially if you lived in a community that had 40, 50% of black people in it. Now, if you moved out to the suburbs, this is a whole different story, which was my story. I moved out to the suburbs, so I had only 90% of people to pick from that were not black, like more like 95 or maybe 99 in some cases. But for sure, you couldn't even do that unless you went to the military and you brought home a Japanese woman or a Vietnamese woman. Then it was like, well, because you went to the military, right? But if you were just selecting and you went out and brought home a cave bitch. You brought home Miss Six O'Clock, straight up, straight down. You brought home a flatback, a suburban flatback. There was that, and not only that, you had her family that wasn't going to allow that either. So you were restricted. This was certainly the case in the 80s and 90s, going into the 2000s. You were restricted. Black men just couldn't do that. In essence, this is why I believe black women treated black men like this. Right. This is why I believe black women treated black men this way, because they knew you didn't have another choice. 
They knew they'd be like, over my dead body, I'm going to let my cuz date no white woman. I'm going to let them have it. So black men couldn't travel, couldn't go to another country because we were told that every country is as racist as America. Which is not true. Once you travel, you'd be like, well, there's racism everywhere. There's racism. Everybody's got racism. But it ain't as bad as it is in America. America's extremely racist when you compare it to other places that people can touch down. But there's racism everywhere. But it's not, oh, it's not like as soon as you get off the plane, they're going to be calling you names. It's not like that. Then guys are now starting to date across cultural lines and racial lines. Then you have the whole Umar thing. Well, you need to just preserve the black race. The guy that's been abused verbally by black women since he was 15 all the way up to 30 is not thinking about preserving the black lineage. Especially when parents move their kids out of the ghettos or the inner city and moves them out to the suburbs, which, which creates another problem. If that kid grew up in the inner city, it is all is is displaced into a sub suburb or he's a broke athlete and now he's the big man on campus. He is now in a situation where he experienced black women and he got roasted. Then he goes to the suburbs. This is my story. I go from the city to the suburbs. White women was fighting over me, <laughs> right? Now, was it the top, top white women? No, but they sure look just as good or not better than the black women that was dissing me just the previous summer. So one summer I'm in the inner city getting dissed, called ashy, dirty, dusty, and shit like this, and basically picked on and flicked. And I go to the suburbs and they welcome me with open arms. They're like, he's mine. That literally was summer to summer for me. Where I had five women, an Asian, a Filipino chick, Fat white women, redheads for the first time. I'm like, what a redhead. I had Jewish girls. I had them all like picking. And I'm like, they picking? Mm. Not one person has lobbed a disrespectful saying to me. Not one woman has said anything disrespectful to me. Not once. Even when I talked to them. Not one looked me up and down and said, ninja, please. Not one. Not one woman sniggled and snickered to her group of women over here. Not one. And you're going, what? Mm. Not one person. Not one. And so then to that point, you're going, I'm getting treated way better. Just on that, which is funny because... There's still some things that you need to learn here because this is the long game. White women, Asian women typically play the long game. Latinas do play a little bit of the long game, but you got to watch out for them. So then you experience them long enough to realize well, this is bullshit. Women are women. It don't matter if you go overseas or here. They're all playing some sort of game. But are you dealing with toxic shit up front? No. You're not dealing with the toxic behavior that is indicative of what people call the black culture. And just to be fair, men treat each other this way as well. Men treat each other this way as well. So black men to black men, we get this treatment as well. Much of the time we try to alleviate the bullshit by just saying, what's up, brother? Hey, bro. What's up, black man? What's up, bro? We try to alleviate the shit. And if, 
if the other person doesn't respond in kind, you know now you need to protect your neck. If the ninja look you up and down, you're like, oh, shit, this ninja. Right? And you just in the store buying potato chips. The ninja walk in. What's up, nigga? Now you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just came here to pick up some Skittles. Now I got to fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ninja step on your shoe. They bump your shoulder. Now you're like, it's on. But if you go to the suburbs, those games aren't being played. It's passive-aggressive attacks where they, they do just like the Manosphere. This ninja will say something about you over here, and then somebody will come report it. That's how you deal in the suburbs, passive-aggressive attacks, where in the community, it tends to be direct, in your face, aggressive, confront, confrontational. Uh, one person's in a desperate need. They look at you up and down to rob you or seeing who you are, measure you. So this does happen from man to man, and I do believe that there's no respect for black male life. There's no respect for black male life. In, in regards until men in general, we're disposable. Like, this is why they send us to war. We're disposable. But when it comes to black men's life, there's no respect for it. Thus, there's a direct disrespect that goes on from man to man, from woman to man, and, yes, from man to woman. But it's normally from woman to man. This all gets forgotten about when the woman hits 30, 35, 40, when the black women hit 30, 35, 40, or they're not getting selected, or nobody wants them for their qualities, and people start saying, stereotypically, black women do this, then there's this whole fight. No, 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 y'all didn't. There's this whole fight. When, in fact, these black men that were being disrespected are often invisible, disregarded. Nobody cares about how they were treated from middle school on to college, on to working career. They were lames, goofies, simps. They were weak, beta. They ain't had no swag, no game. They didn't know, bruh, they weren't tough enough. They didn't put a bitch in her place. Now, all of a sudden, when this man gets selected, now they got something to say. When somebody else selects him or he, 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 he takes his option somewhere else, now there's commentary on his options. Or when they see the skinny guy become big and now all of a sudden he dating white women because the experience is better than he had when he was younger, now they got something to say. See, all these men want to go get a white woman when the thing is, the thing is, and this is 100% true, we critique men on things that have value the time we're all immature but the long game those men end up maturing black women at a time owned black men and he had no other choice but to take her as a leftover this is why a lot of you guys had stepfathers this is why a lot of you guys grew up with stepdaddies because there was a time leading up to the 2000s where those black men existed to have them a fine-ass black woman, but she had a kid by somebody else or two kids or she was down bad. So there, those guys existed for her to say, hey, you know what? I met this guy in church. He was a goofy. I never would have dated him, but now I'm 35 with a kid. And then he's just so happy to have her. I finally got me a fine black woman. Ninja 35, she done been used up, tossed, 
She in there crying, testifying about how she used to suck off multiple men and she didn't call SDIs and she didn't got impregnated. She aborted five kids and now she in there testifying, crying and shouting and you think you got you a good sister. But here's the thing. Those men don't exist to them no more. The men that got dissed took their bag and went somewhere else. They don't exist anymore. So that pool of men that was just happy to have him a chocolate sister settled for Ling Ling, settled for a white woman, went overseas. He no longer has to deal with that type of trauma, although you're getting some somewhere. You're getting passive-aggressive attacks, which can be as harming as direct trauma from black women. Oh, passive, trust me, I've dated my share of white, Latina. They're still going to give you attacks, but... They're very crafty at how they get after you. White women can be very snarky and put you in your place and threatening to let them know, hey, I'm a white woman. You're still a black man. That still exists. That's going to exist. And they'll play that. They'll play that hand. Okay. So if you don't know how to counter that and be ready for it, you're going to get torn up. But in essence, the final synopsis is the final synopsis is that the pool of men that they would normally have as stepfathers to save the day, the pool of men, they're not there anymore, not at the rates that they need them to be there because they've explored their options. They opened it up, and now thus they have a problem. The problem is these men are critiquing the traumatic experience. They're using their traumatic experience with black women, and if any black women here are denying this, Right. If you're if you're going to deny this, you're arguing in bad faith, but I don't expect anything more of you. What I described is the experience of probably almost every black man, whether they are with a black woman or not. Everybody has these experience. It's OK. That's part of healing here. That's part of it. Now, do all black women do this? No. But again, two degrees of separation. There's black women that never have done this to a man. But their friends have, their cousins have, their sisters have, their mama has. They've witnessed it. They were right there in the group when the women were turning ninjas down. They was high five and sniggling. I mean, you were there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You were there in the entire time from middle school all the way through college and then afterwards, thereafter. You, you know what I'm talking about here. Now, when men express this, we're still lame and goofy and we didn't have game. Well, this is why the black community exists to where it is. Because if you still need game to that extent to overcome women after age of 25, if you need that, that's, that describes exactly why. It describes a zoo. You're in a zoo. And you got the zoo monkeys doing zoo monkey shit, right? It is what it is. But some men will mature past that, move on, and they'll deal with them. They'll, deal, they'll decide to not deal with women. They'll deal with women that actually don't have those qualities, and they'll deal with the other side of the fence. But anyway. Anyway, I'm just describing things. If you hurt by this commentary, you're part of the problem. And you're part of why men can't heal. I honestly believe that these young men, had they had the experience that these men find with other races of women or overseas, if they had them with black women, and I'm not blaming black women in general, they've been hurt. They've been traumatized. Any black woman over 25 has been traumatized 50 times for a variety of reasons, and I'll talk about it. But, but if black men would have had positive experiences, you probably wouldn't have the decay 
of the black community the way you have it today. Final point on this one. Black women, all of them have been traumatized. They've been traumatized to the media, right? And their representation of portrayal, stereotypes of black women. They've been traumatized by friends, family members. They've been traumatized by them sexually developing earlier because they all sit up and drink formula and feed their kids formula and shit. No breast, no titty milk. All of these kids, all these black women, HMO, what is it, GMO black women, hormones and bad food, all of y'all lumps and lards of fat everywhere. You've been traumatized through your parentage, lack of fathers or father being present, toxic households between the mother and the father, missing parents, don't even know who your real daddy or mama is, Sexual trauma, dating older men, growing up, developing earlier, getting attention from young and older men when you're not mentally developed, you're 14, but you think you fast, you think you grown, so you start messing with older guys, and older guys can be 16 to 40, you out here, some women have to sell sex. I mean, black women have had plenty, plenty of trauma. By the time you reach them and they're 30 and 40, also... Also, stepdaddyism, baby daddyism, STIs, early terminations of pregnancy. Stop. Overweightness. Dude, they got uh, hair. Them have to deal with their hair every morning. They got to look at themselves in the mirror, and they see these white girls waking up out of bed, brushing their hair like this, and these women got to take hot combs and curling irons and shit, get hairdos that cost $500 that last three days. Mm. Extension thing. They 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 deal with they deal with massive amount of tra- poverty. Poverty. Next door neighbor ninja. <laughs> right. Coming over to smash. Yep. And so, you know, they, they deal with a lot of trauma. It's not just from men, it's just, you know, society, culture wise. It deals with a lot of trauma. By the time you come up on them, when they're 13 and 14, these women have been traumatized. So they take that trauma out, tend to, tends to be on black men. All right, then you go further, 20, 30, 40, <laughs> right? They got lots of trauma. Then they're passing that, dumping that into your lap. Be careful with that. But all of that to say, I think I can relate to T.O.'s story. That doesn't mean you should date another woman of a, another race. But I relate to his story, and a lot of men can have relate to that story. That's just what it is. Anyway, anyway, and, and most of them, most of the, most men don't care about their trauma, and that would be me, all right, because they not mad at me, they mad at God, right? Some of them mad that they are a woman. Like, that's their biggest beef. Well, I'm a woman, and, and I bleed, and, and I got to have babies, and I got to push it through a pee-pee hole, and I got, well, what did I got to do with me? You need to talk to God about that. I didn't, I didn't make that. And I'm weaker, perceived weaker, and I'm perceived less smart. And I'm like, Ninja, take that up with the good Lord. I wasn't there when that happened, all right? <laughs> In the patriarchy. Hey, Amen. Take that up with God. Let me see here. Let's get to the Super Chats and we on to the main event. Yeah, finally. All right, because I got to get to these cash apps and stuff like that. But listen. If, and, and listen, I'm not into this. I'm not into the correction of black women or women in general. I really don't care. Y'all could all take a flying shit if I could, a flying leap if I could. Like, it don't matter to me. 
I'm not trying to preserve nothing. I'm not trying to change female behavior. I really don't give a flying flip. But at the end of the day, if you did care, some people will make adjustments. If people don't make adjustments, then they don't care. River Baker says, when is your B-Day? I'll draw you something. That's going to be uh, middle of this month. We coming up. Ninja, I'm going to be 48, goddamn. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. Vegas 4K says, we live in our truth and it hurts. Shout out to you, David. All right. Yes, indeed. Kevin says, uh, what do you think about cruises for the holiday? I, 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 liked, I like them. All right. PJ Throwaway, PJ Throwaway, Michael B. Jordan, and the high school bully he ran into a uh, 15 years plus. Years later, black women plus black men relations are in the toilet today, sadly. And ladies will say, I'll just go get me a white man. Go get him. Ninja, I, I, I tell people, go date whoever you want to date. Actually, go with who came with you. Go with where you're comfortable. I don't care about interracial dating. I have no skin in the game in interracial dating. In fact, I love interracial dating. I'm not one of those guys that be like, ah, the black woman and she, uh, what do they be calling them? Bed winches. They be calling them tethers, whatever they call them. She, uh, I don't give a shit about who, who, who dates who. I really don't care at all. Cause I'm going to be over dating some people, all, all flavors. Ninja. <laughs> I'm dating all flavors, all skin colors. I do not limit who I date on skin, except black women. I mean, I'll be looking at them with the side eye, like, mm, she's fine. But I will not date divestors. Yeah, they call them divestors. I will not date just any black woman. All right, I got to look at her ass from afar. I'll be watching her like, I want to see family members. I want to see your best friend, your cousin. I'm going to see all the black women you hang out with. I'll be like sitting in the bushes. <laughs> I wish I had some bushes. I'll be watching them like, I know you got one crackhead relative. Let me find out. This bitch, she putting on a good act. Is that a real hair? Is that a wig? I cannot tell. Damn, that wig was installed good. Shit. Let me see her feet. Her feet look nice, too. Mm. <laughs> be watching that shit like. See this bitch. Let me see where she live at. Damn, it's a regular apartment. All right, she doing all right. <laughs> mm. I watch her ass close. Let me see if that ass jiggle. All right, that ain't no BBL. <laughs> All right, anyway. Look, man, shout out to you. KT says, BWs loved teenage pookies and sniggled at everyone else. And that's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, you do have a rare exception in outliers, but the pookies do win in the hood. And um, back, back, back when I was in college, if you didn't have no Escalade, with the spree reel rims, Ninja, you was out. You was out with a black woman. I met this, I had, I was trying to date this beautiful sister when I was in, in, in college. I think I was just finishing up college and I was trying to get with this beautiful sister, man. She's the, but she, she, she liked pookies. I did have another beautiful sister that was on me. She was on my neck. So I will say she was on me. She would call me. I think 
she almost drove me away. You know what I mean? I was like, why is she on me? But anyway. All right, what are we doing here? All right, El Jefe says, you see the video of Britney saying she did it, guys. I think you meant she did three guys in 24 hours. He said, crazy. Man, that is not crazy to me. It is, but it's, it's, there's women out here doing way more dirt than that. Chris says, Pookie's win in the community because women don't prioritize educated young men. And the ones that would offer to choose to date white men with more assets. I think, again, when you date in desperation, you end up doing stuff like this where you eliminate men at a point in your life where the man's not fully developed yet. It's a, it's a tough position in the community. But the community dates off desperation, meaning if the guy can solve an immediate need, he gets the booty. He gets the booty. Whether he's dangerous, a thug, um, you know, he, he made it in life early. He's a celebrity, a basketball player. He, he can solve an immediate need. Now, this is now being seen across all racial lines in America where women are desperately dating. Oh, he paid for my f- first date. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, I can win in dating because I'll say I'll pay for the first date and the second. Dude, you immediately, you'll have a rush of women. Rush. In this marketplace. Now, 10 years later, it would have been a finesse. But today, you got women's attention. Quick. I'm like, yeah, going ahead. Eh? Yep. You pay for two dates? You in line. Bitches in line like this. Watching you. I'll wait in line. But, you know, it's what, what we see is, and I always say, the black community is a microcosm of where the greater country is headed. So, We've seen that behavior. Ain't nothing going on but the rent. What's going on, the rent? Right? When was that? 1980? <laughs> that was in 1982. What are we hearing today? Your rent's due, motherfucker. What do we see today? Like, I always say the black community is 20 to 25 years ahead of where America is going. And the America always follows the black community. We are the backbone of America, if you will, black folks are, or y'all are. Music, style, culture, slang. The elite culture is, they keep their, they keep their culture secretive. We don't go their direction. Like, whatever they're going is some lame shit. Nobody want to play golf, so nobody plays golf. Everything goes where the black community goes. Culture, style, speech, every goddamn thing. Entertainment. Music, wherever the black community is, 25 years later, that's where, the, that's where the country will be. It's been that way since, what, 400 years. We are the microcosm of the greater society. So as a result, what you'll see is now women are up here. I need a guy making $100,000. Doesn't matter the race of the woman. <laughs> 86, was it? So we set the pace of where things go in popular culture, blacks. From rock and roll to hip hop to rims on cars to low profile tires to paint jobs on cars to women's behavior style dress to men's men's behavior style and dress. It was ninjas that wore baggy shorts or pulled their shorts down to have the shorts seven inseam, nine inseam above the knee slightly. 
Then everybody started wearing it like that. Baggy clothes versus tight belt. Come on, man. Then the women follow the women. White women love them some Lizzo. Whatever Lizzo say, they own it. <laughs> right? Slang culture. It is how it is. Haircuts. Beards. Ninja. It's all, it all starts in the hood. Then it moves out. All right? And as well as behavior. Behavior. Yep. Uh, booties. Women with big butts. That's why black women, they, they, they talk about our bodies. But none of y'all got famous for it. All right. None of y'all got famous for having a big booty. It was just something that you could. Now, who got famous for big booties? Kim Kardashian. All right. So <laughs> it is what it is. It's like what? Mm. Yep. Fab Five freshmen. Uh, UNLV running rebels with the big baggy uniforms and uh, untucked jerseys. Before you get a technical foul, come out with an untucked basketball jersey. Then all of a sudden, UNLV start wearing untucked basketball jerseys. And then Michigan had the baggy uh, long shorts. But Michael Jordan's shorts were longer than Isaiah Thomas's shorts. So it was really Michael Jordan. His shorts started to get longer. And then Fat Five took it to the next level. Ball heads. What about ball heads? Ball heads. Black men are more likely to just shave their hair off. White men running around looking like the clown do. Like they got nothing up top. They got three hairs up here looking like Hulk Hogan. And they used to rock that shit. Now white dudes can come out with a baldy. It is it is what it is. But the, that's the positive side. The negative side is society also goes the way of the negative aspects of the black community. Because that will become part of the culture. That will become part of the culture. And they'll just pick from it. They've been doing this since rock and roll. They've been doing this since blues and jazz. And it is what it is. They just pick from that. Oh, that's, that's popping. We're going to pick from that and we're going to mimic it. Until it degrades and then it's a wrap. You know? Mm. <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, hey, look. Um... But it's the decline of society, and I've been pinpointing this for a long time. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what do we at here? Mr. Smith, W.B. Smith, he says, I was T.O. in high school and college. He says, now 20 years later with two biracial angel children and 130K a year in law enforcement career, black women from my past are in my DMs on the regular. He says, I was a dork, fat, corny, you name it. Yep. That's why, I didn't, again, it's, it's hard for men. People can't express this, but I'm the verbal assassin. I can express what people feel. Black men look at black women at 35 and 40 as old nanny goats. They're, they're gone because they remember you 15 years ago. They remember you. And this is, now it's becoming the same of all women, right, because we're exposed of all women now. And we remember you 15 years ago talking that shit, looking at us. <laughs> we remember you getting your getting ran through. We saw it all. So don't be jumping in my DMs now. Talking about you're 40. I'm 40. We make a power couple. No, we ain't. Mm. We ain't gonna make no power couple. I remember how you and your friends used to act. All right, where we at here? We got no government name SDCGA. You give out too much info. Last week you touched on the pretty leasing agents using jobs as a cover for the junior college. I always wonder how the fine girl would drive a Benz or a Lexus working at a $12 an hour job. In fact, after I gave you that piece of game, somebody shared an article of a leasing agent 
at an apartment that is exactly what I talked to you about. All right, so I got the game, man. Now, listen, I got the game. I got the intel. Shout out to Juan says, if your family's foreign, first thing they tell you is no American black women. Interesting. Wow, they tell you to stay away from them. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to get super chats, and then we're going to get to the main event. I know you waited and waited and waited, but we're going to have it here. Did I get replica? SB says, I thought white women were angels. Mm. Nope. He says, amazing, nasty sex, and they're a business over love. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to the American white woman, if you don't know how to deal with them, you're going to get finessed bad. It's going to be a bad thing. All right. They are They're very... They're, they're master manipulators in the fact that they know the advantages they have, right? They have the princess society, damsel in distress. They're going to use that against you if you are not privy to this, right? And they'll tell you exactly what they're going to do before they do it. And they're going to do it to you. And all they got to do is one thing, cry. <laughs> they know how to do it. Cardigan sweater, ponytail, all right? And they get up in there. <laughs> lower their voice all right they'll make their voice all sit up there or they'll raise their voice to a certain octave like they crying they'll appear nervous and scared and i was so scared bullshit mm. they was in there talking shit too all right man please i got them down pegged to a science i dealt with a lot of them shout out to clifford charles he doubles up and says deacon clap cheeks made so many stops off of his jet he says so many sdi's Wear a condom. And the face fact says they still mad about junger fever from the 90s. I, I think the people who are trying to stop people from interracial dating, you must live in like Philadelphia. Like you live in like where? Birmingham. You live in like New Jersey, New York. Man, dude, if you live outside of these enclaves where you walk outside and you're one, you're one black man and there ain't another black man in sight, that you're going to interracial date. <laughs> For real. Kaylin says, I wish married men would admit if their wives aren't having sex with them, they're essentially useless. Wives are more limited in what they can give their husbands in return for their commitment, provision, protection. Married women get very lazy. Yeah. And plus, they, they don't, they're not aroused by their men anymore. Actually, we've proven that with data. I know people are like, where are you getting this from? Guys, I've been doing content for five years, almost nonstoply. So if I say something, don't be like, that ain't true. Ninja already probably did like 10 live streams on it. So trust me, women get, women get bored of monogamous sex before men. That is why men end up dealing with sexless marriage. All right. It is the men who get bored of monogamous. I'm sorry. It is the women who get bored of monogamous sex first. Let me see here. I know I say these things and you're like, nah. I know a lot of people are new. A lot of people are new, but this is a fact. I mean, it's a fact. It's been proven. And uh, I'll just pop something up on the screen just so you know. Now, that doesn't mean she will not have sex with you just because she's bored of it. But she'll push herself through it. She'll make you jump through hoops and hurdles. She'll ask you, I want to make it feel special. Do something special for me. So she'll get something from it. She leverages it, right? She'll do it as a duty, as a pity. I feel bad. I turned you down five times. Here, come get you some. And lie there like a Carl's Jr. star. Here it is right here. The harsh reasons 
uh, women get bored with monogamy. It is women first. Now, men essentially will get in the relationship for the monogamy. He'll get into it for the access. This is not, not Pookie or Tyrone or the no good ninjas that had five bitches on the side. We're talking about the regular guy. He'll commit because he's going to get the sex. And he can't get it anywhere else. He can't. Like he has to commit to a woman to get it. That means he has to look forward to the monogamous sex. And without it, he ain't getting none. So he then got to chase and chase and make her feel good and deliver, a, uh, you know, three hours of conversation and cook salmon and take out the trash. The ninja got to do chore play. Look at me. Look at me. Just so he can sleep with his one woman. And not only that, if he sleeps with another woman, he's penalized immediately. Penalty. He in a penalty box. He loses his kid, his house, everything he works for. Now, the woman cheats. He gets penalized. It's his fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's Now, fault. everything I'm saying is, it is what it is. All right? It is what it is. Caitlin says, Coach, would you ever consider doing a stream on the top 10 mistakes that married men and women make? Sure. All right? What are we doing here? Uh, let's see here. And she can always reject them and shut them down at any point. I don't feel like it. Right. Why? Why won't you? Have, I don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood. Right now, if a man turns his wife down immediately, she what's wrong with you? How dare you turn me down? And then she'll go about you turning her down. He turns me down. Right. Dostoke says, I want to see country range receipts. I'm not pocket watching, but that ninja, that number is high and he's no athlete. Dude, country. Dude, I don't know why people don't believe country Wayne makes the money he makes. I, I do social media, and I, I don't make any money. But social media members are making the bag. F what you heard about these actors and musicians. Compared to actors and musicians, social media ninjas is killing them. You guys don't know how it works. Social media stars. Ninja, you don't even need a big audience. You're beating rappers, destroying them. And financially, destroying them. It ain't even close. It ain't even close. Dude, what, what you get paid off a rap album, and if it mid-sells or even doesn't sell, Ninja, you're in debt when you put out a rap album and it sells, it don't even go gold. You in debt. You in debt to the record label, your manager. You didn't travel the world, and you came at a damn, you made 30K. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. You see them with the money, they ain't got to do, look at these actors out here. They got shut out the market and shut down and had to sell their house and close. These actors, even if you see them on TV and movies, they ain't pulling bags like that. They're not. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, people do not know. I'll show you, I'll talk about Country Wayne. Country Wayne's been this since 2013. It's now 10 years of him being in social media. He basically is viral everywhere. He's creating soap operas. Country Wayne is making a bag. It, dude, it ain't even close. People do not get it. And it, it's, it surprises me all the time because he has no infrastructure. He has no overhead. He has no need for, a. he does now, no manager, no agent. He don't have to, he don't have to, um, he don't have to read scripts. You don't have to get rejected for parts. 
He just puts out content. Boom. Now, for me, I just got to monetize like three of my five years. So I haven't, I haven't been able to capitalize off of that. Matter of fact, I haven't made money in the last two years. But we got we to gotta talk about that. People do not have a clue. All right. Yep. You got no publicist. You got, you got nobody in the way in between you and putting out content. This is why I don't understand why you're not doing it today. I don't understand why, guys, you got all the equipment you need. Like, you don't need a camera crew. You don't need a script writer. You don't need a director. You don't need nobody to, like, take three. You don't need nobody. Ninja, you can sit in a room with your phone that got a goddamn camera on it and produce till you, can, till you can't produce no more. You can just sit there. All right. Right there, ninja. You, I'm going to show you with Country Wing. You, you got every, dude, you got a studio in your hand. And all you doing is consuming. No production. Ninja, dude, it's mind-boggling what people think here. I'm like, ninja, even if you made 50 extra bucks. You got right here. You can edit right here on the phone. Everything you need, you got the match. Let me just tell you this. You got what people had to go through in 1990. You got in your hand what people would have to go do. Creating headshots with a photographer. Casting agent. You have all that in your hand. What people would have to go through. You can record a whole album on here. You can record a whole album on, on this. Yeah, man, get rid of that dude. Get rid of that dude. I'm about to block your monkey ass. All right, hold on. He retracted his own message, but I'm about to block you. All right. All right, private investigators in the building. You have every, dude, you can cut a whole album right here dude you can record content without your face in it do i know content creators that are they drive around in their car with a dash cam upload the video and they make it a bag they don't talk they don't talk they don't produce shit they just record whatever they're recording they record las vegas at night they record hookers walking down the street they record small towns, abandoned barns, forest, trails in the back, ninja uh 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 going down a boat, going down a uh <laughs> going down a raft in the river. Jesus. And they be pulling 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 a month doing that. They didn't have to get in nobody's picture. They didn't have to smile. They didn't have to do no commentary. They didn't have to do nothing. Rappers can't do that. Not the, top, not the middle rappers. Yep, they feeding animals. I'm seeing girls in sports bra on YouTube. They come out with booty shorts and sports bras, and they be out there living, cooking uh, salmon. <laughs> cooking salmon. They'll catch the salmon or their boyfriend will, and the girls are cooking on a skillet. 100 million views. 
man, please, man. This is this to me. Or they'll strap, dude. Come to my money mindset course. I go over all of this. I'm not gonna give y'all more game. That's that's all I'm gonna do. Because if you're not on my money mindset, my, there's people who pay who are willing to pay money for this information. They're willing to pay money for this information. And all you needed was a camera. That's it. Money mindset. Patriot.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. It's out of control, fam. And people sitting up here going, I don't know what. I don't know how to get out. (laughs) Anyway, where are we at? Kayla says marriage is not only the most legal form of prostitution. It also socially accepted form too. Think about Think about it. Who can call a woman a SLUT for having sex with her husband? Men can't. Neither can women. I got to catch up. I got to catch up. All right. We got one, two, three, four. I'm going to do four. Then move it on. Shout out to, let me see if I can say your name. No government name. Keep, keep teaching them, coach. Speaking of travel during the holidays, my trip to South America is set for Thanksgiving weekend. I could care less about the day, about that day because of the history behind it. The only breast and thighs I'll be nibbling on during Thanksgiving will be at my JUCOs. Facts. And JUCO, they need money on Thanksgiving day too. They will smooth lead the Thanksgiving dinner to come go serve you. All right, where we at here? Shout out to MW says, I'm in a van, Nate. I think you meant buying or are you in a van? The link's down below on Money Mindset. If you're missing it, you're missing it. But uh, Das Token says, the only teacher to blatantly disrespect me in grade school is a black woman. I was in sixth grade. This woman wasn't even my teacher. She was from the North and was making fun of the way I speak. Weird. A supposedly grown 40-year-old woman picking on an 11-year-old. What a lame, low-life loser. You said a teacher got in your head there. All right, sad to see and sad to hear. Um... And uh, church women, too, church black women, too, have often been toxic to men. All right. Dasoka says, I got physically abused by a black girl at this Alabama A&M summer program at 13. She's single now at 34. Yeah. I, I've been, I, I, I don't know. There's, you can speak for yourself on this one. But uh, to close out the point on black men, black women dynamics, have men, young black men, when you were younger, have you experienced black women physically hitting you? Like physically, like slapping, punching, kicking. Now, I also lived in the suburbs in my mid to late teens. I cannot really remember <laughs> a time where another woman of another race, like physic, like hit me to hurt me. Like a punch. A kick to the shin. But I remember for sure black women physically hitting me, like assaulting me, like with the intent to damage. Now, this doesn't happen to a lot of people, but yeah, like a slap, a punch, a punch to the nose. Like, I remember it. I remember several black women doing this. And you're like, and then as soon as you do something, don't hit no woman. You don't never hit a woman, right? As soon as you're ready to tear her head off. Then they'd be like, they'd be like trying to stop you. You're like, man, hey, look, look, the only people, like I can, I can understand a slap. You know what I mean? A slap to the arm and a stop. You know, like a girly slap. Okay. And you didn't do nothing. Like you didn't assault her. You might have talked about her nappy ass hair. All right. And that will set off a woman, a black woman real quick. 
but she was probably starting in on you and you respond. Matter of fact, I remember a time. There was a time I was on a bus. I was like third grade. And there was a whole family of light-skinned, elder bars-looking-ass kids. And one of them women was going in on me. So I finally told her to shut the F up. Guess what? She was like, what? Then she got her little-ass brothers getting, <laughs> right? It, but she was like the sixth grader. And I'm like in third grade, little pipsqueak. And they jumped on me. And they had like her, the sister and three brothers jump on me. I was sitting up there, like, but she was the director of it. She directed it, and she was the one talking to me. So I snapped back, and they piling up on me, and she's like, getting. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that's the shit that black men experience with black women, unfortunately. I'm just letting you know, it is, that's the stuff that people deal with. Now, not everybody does, but a lot of people deal with shit like that, right? <laughs> All them elder bars ninjas jumped on me. I was like, what the hell? I got jumped by a bunch of stringy hair elder barge ninjas. <laughs> I got piled on. And an elder barge bitch hitting me. But like I said, you, you can experience that across racial lines. It's just the fact that, you know, if you grow up in that, that's how you have to deal with. Anyway, little ass ninjas got me that day. They got me that day. Anyway, it's tough. We all been bullied and traumatized. And then just today, they'd be like, coach, that constitutes trauma. And you have unresolved therapy. Ninja, we all will be in therapy. If that's the case, you have unresolved trauma. That's how they come in here with that bullshit. Like, don't hit me with none of that. Don't hit me with none of that, fam. All of us have been got all that. All of us will be. <laughs> all right, anyway. Where are we at here? We at the main event? Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it because you guys waited and waited patiently. Sorry for the bell ring. Hey, man, we got to talk about this because we normally go at the four-hour mark. That's with this show. And it's the best edutainment on YouTube. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Is it possible for Country Wayne to be paying $200,000 in child support? Well, let's tell people because there's white people still here despite the fact that I was going in on them. Let's tell white folks who Country Wayne is. All right. First, you have to know who Country Wayne is. Well, today, you know him as a he's not a household name yet, but he will be. He will be Country Wayne. He just did a Netflix special for the first time. But you have to understand Country Wayne. I was aware of him around, I'm going to say 2014, 2015. All right. And he used to do Vines. Vine was his primary platform. And then it extended to YouTube. I'm sorry, uh, Facebook. Vine and Facebook were his prime platforms. Now, he has gone on to say that he makes $300,000 a month, um, potentially just from his content. Anybody who does not believe that, you're lost. You're lost. Because I look at his numbers, and he does somewhat safe content, where it's not like red pill content. But he will talk about subject matters related to that, but he will counterbalance it with typical black male country blue pill shit. So he'll counterbalance it. He's not, he's not dirty talking. He will curse, but it's not dirty talking. But there's sex involved. There's, and then he started producing soap operas for a little bit on his platform where he hired actors to appear in these. Not mainstream actors, but he had actors. And he would do these soap operas that were nonverbal soap operas. Like there were scenes, but sometimes it was just music behind it. But you can tell what the scene was saying without them saying much. 
sometimes they would say stuff like it is really crazy. But his numbers show he's getting a bag. All right. Because he also had YouTube, Facebook, uh, then Vine and dude, his numbers are off the charts. All right. So he started off doing this. This is how he started off. And so for anybody that thinks I want to be the next country, Wayne, he started off with the phone. This is how he started off. And uh, let me play a couple of skits by him, just so you know. Here we go. Man, how you like my new highs, man? Yeah, it's nice, K-Wayne. Came a long way from a mama crib, man. Yeah. That's all you got to say? Yeah, I see it was nice, man. See, I've been watching you, man. You hate You come in my new house, Mikasa. You come in here, you just sit down. You ain't give me no hand claps or no snaps, man. What's up? What you want me to do, man? Jump up like a monkey. You ain't got to jump around like no monkey, but you can act like a dog or something. Can I get a roof? Can a brother get a roof, roof? For <laughs> All right. And so um, his brand of comedy is, I would say, um, we call it Normie content. He makes Normie content. By the way, I'm a fan of Country Wayne. I've been a fan of him for a long time. I've watched him grow. And much of his content is his face, right? His facial expressions is what gets him, right? His eyes get bucked. His eyes get really big. He has a... Uh, very, very interesting eyes, right? And so when he responds to a certain situation, his eyes will do a certain thing. And it's funny, right? It's, it's, it's kind of menstrual show, if you will. Southern humor. And he'll have a lot of come to Jesus moments, as I call it, which does balance it out. He'll talk about fornication, which will give you his background. And he'll talk about these things. He actually put out a rap single at some particular point. He's covered all bases. He's took in content creation to the place where, yeah, he shows his teeth, very expressive face, and much of it was just his face. It was just his head. There was no other. So anyway, about it is, about it is, it's very relatable stuff, and it'll come home to Jesus. So a lot of his stuff will be like, God is popping, is a common phrase, right? Something about Jesus, he'll say. He'll do a lot of dancing and shuffling, right? He'll do these things, right? To me, So it's very relatable to the black community, and he's relatable. He could be the uncle, the cousin, the brother you grew up with. Every black person knows a country Wayne. He ended up becoming popular, right? So down the line, um, after years and years, 10 years at least, he's on Netflix. So his rise is unbelievable. Anybody that thinks he hasn't touched a bag, you're out of your mind. Over 10 years of doing this, this dude has touched a bag. Now, this gets him to this point right here. Says right here. And by the way, he's talked about child support even from the beginning. And the reason why is because he has 10 children. I believe by five different women, okay? I believe by five different women. So this was acknowledged early on in his skits. Again, I've been watching him since he's been touching on child support. And when child support, his conversations about child support were related to the issues he was going through child support. Like, if you look at his earlier videos, he was like, what it sounds like when you go to court, um, uh, go to court and you're on child support. So he was talking about this 10 years ago. All right, early part of his content. So 10 kids, which is hard to believe because he was not relatively doing well early on in his life. So what people will call this is pooky behavior. He probably would admit to this. This is very pookie-ish. Where is he from? Alabama? I can't remember where he's from. He's, either, he's from the South. I would think Alabama or Georgia. He has 11 kids. 
Yeah, so now you're looking at this going, holy shit. And all of his mamas, they're, they're baby mamas, and some of the kids are now included in this content. So even now they have, they have some ability to turn themselves into content creators. I believe some of his child mothers are in the content as well. And his opinion is, he's from Georgia, Milton, Georgia. Shout out to Milton, Georgia. Some of his content has now included him talking about, I've got my baby mothers supported within the content. So he's paying them through the content creation. Now, what I don't understand is, is he on the child support system? Which to me, it sounds like he is. This is why I have a problem with this. Now, he created this problem. 10 children, 10 to 11 children, five or so baby mamas. He certainly created this. But I have a problem with, if he's paying child support through child support, which I believe he is, and if these women have him on child support, that creates the problem for me. Because this isn't him about helping, because a lot of people are saying he's a real father. I'll show you in the content comments. He's a real father's taking care of his children and the mothers of his children. Now, I'm starting to go, hold up. Using the child support system to capitalize off his success and making him pay through the system to the mother does not sound like it's voluntary. Now, if he voluntarily did this, that's one thing. But doing this through force, intimidation, threat, coercion, doing this and he does not agree to it, which now they see his numbers going up, so they take him back to child support, that to me is egregious. That's not supporting the kids. I actually had this conversation when Eddie Murphy had to increase his child support to Scary Spice. People were like, he want to see his kids winning. His kids winning would be in his custody. Eddie Murphy was dragged back to court and fought it a year and had to settle on a child support increase. That means it wasn't voluntary. That means he wasn't intending to support the mother in this way. That means he fought her because she was using the system against him. And to use the system against him, that means these women have to take him into court with all of his YouTube content all of his Netflix contracts, they have to do the whole damn gamut to get the child support. See, that's what I don't like. See, that's what I don't like. See, that, that to me tells me that this is not done in the best interest of the child or the mother. That means he's not intending to support them. That means he probably wants a different situation and he has no choice but to be extorted. All of his payments are under duress. Exactly. That means if he stops paying or stops earning, he goes to jail. If he stops paying and stops earning, he loses his ability to travel. That means one baby mama, and we see this with Boosie, and of course we tell men, we don't want 10 kids out here. But one baby mama can mess it up for everybody because she gets greedy. So now when he wants to go perform in London, if he misses a payment or two, he ain't going to London. See, these are two different discussions. If his child support is paid to the mothers directly and he chooses to do so, okay. But that's not what this sounds like. This sounds like 
This is something else. Now, let me just go back. Guys, do not have 10 children out here unless you can afford it. Do not do this. As additionally, long-term, that means this guy will have to be popular now, at least for the next 10 years, or he, he'll never stop working. So he is the utility. Uh, he used this utility to get in this situation. All right, let's play the video of him talking about this right here. Uh, let me see which video has the best. Okay, this has the best video. Here we go right here. Let's play it. Uh, play. Have you splurged on anything? Yeah, I, I splurged more than child support. Child support. <laughs> that, that, that called splurging because that's every month. Okay, you splurge on child support? How much is your child support? Oh, my goodness. Can I ask you that? Yeah, my child support, I, my family, my, just my family cost me uh, about 200 a month. That's $200? 200000 200000 It don't have to cost me that much. It just child support come with baby mama support. Everybody come behind the children with their hands out. So oh, I, my goodness. I splurged on some, I splurged some things, cars and all that. I has got a million dollars worth of cars, but it ain't nothing like that child support where people with feet walk up on you. Like, have you splurged? Okay, uh, there's another clip. Let me see if he says something different here. Let me refresh it here, and then we'll break it down, see if we can break it down. Your Netflix special, like, have you splurged on anything? Yeah, I, I splurged more than child support. Child support is the biggest thing. <laughs> They're called splurging because that's every month. Okay, you splurge on child support? How much is your child support? Oh, my goodness. Can I ask you that? Yeah, my child support, I, my family, my, just my family cost me uh, about 200 a month. That's $200? 200000 200000 It don't have to cost me that much. It just child support come with baby mama support. Everybody come behind the children with their hands out. So oh, I, my goodness. I splurge on some, I splurge some things, cars and all that. I've got a million dollars worth of cars, but it ain't nothing like that child support where people with feet walk up on you. Now, you know, this is the one thing that I just don't like about this is that is that in that he, him explaining this and it doesn't sound like it's completely. Um, it sounds like he's choosing to do this. For one reason or the other, it doesn't sound like he's on the child support system, not for all of the situations, but notice how they laugh at him. Now, he's a pookie, so this is pookie behavior, but notice how they laugh at him in the scenario. And none of the, some of these women laughing at him were surely welcome getting pregnant by this ninja before they would date some of you ashy lip ninjas. They will let him shoot up in their guts. They, they would love to get pregnant by this ninja, right? Uh, obvious for obvious reasons. All right, but notice how they laugh at him at his pain. And I know this is a painful situation because he's essentially saying I'm being robbed and extorted. People with feet walking up on you, not just the children, but also the mothers of the children and also the boyfriends, husbands of the baby mothers. Not only that, anybody he's associating with business. Now, again, this is his own choice. He could have controlled this behavior. And um, he's making the choice to be responsible for a lot of people. And thus, these leeches, these parasites are just using him, right? They're using him. They're not, they're not working for this money. I think he wants them to work for this money. But... And many times they're probably not getting, he's not getting the value return. He's not getting the value return for what he's putting out. If we divide it up, that's $20,000 per each baby mother, roughly just, just eyeballing this. And if we round it out, this is $2.4 million in a year. 
$2.4 million in a year that he is using, that he's paying for things. He's saying, I'm paying for things. I'm paying for lifestyles. I'm paying, I'm, I'm paying for other people, support systems around that, baby mama's lifestyles and so forth. $2.4 million. Now, he is getting a lot of money. And it might be only a small percentage of his income. All right. Yeah, no, no, no. He's getting eaten up. All right. This is eating him up. Now, here's the problem with child support. It tends to be a wealth destroyer. All right. It's a wealth destroyer. So what will happen is, yeah, some people say it's not sustainable. And I wonder if it's no longer sustainable, what will happen? People are going to sue him. People are going to demand that, hey, you're on child support. You owe me my 20K check. And you're like, hey, I'm not making content right now. Okay, well, I don't care. I need my 20K. I need my lifestyle. So as you're, if, 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 and it's not going to happen to them, we pray, we pray that it doesn't. If his content is no longer popping and he's no longer getting Netflix specials, what's the possibility of them reducing their lifestyle that they were accustomed to through your pockets? They're not going to care. And this is a wealth destroyer. Because the people who are he's paying these people to, right, they're not going to give them value back or give value back to the world. They're just going to collect, and then when it's no more to collect, they're going to move on. Can he turn this investment without this into something else? Sure. $2.4 million investing, that could go a long way. But $2.4 million to parasites and leeches Presumably, I'm not, I'm, I'm not describing each one of these people. I don't know them. But $2.4 million to parasites and leeches, people with their hand out, people walking up. Yeah, that can mess you up. And it'll be only a matter of time that this is kind of like the Ponzi scheme where he knows that he has to keep up the scheme in order to keep paying the Ponzi, right? In order to keep it. So you need new investors to be able to pay for the old investors that you're Scamming. And this is the unfortunate situation of anybody on child support. This is why I really tell you that anybody that puts you on child support is intending to harm you, even though they may be desperate and they might be in a financial need. They're not asking you to help. They're forcing you to help. And they're forcing you under duress, under extortion, under intimidation, under the threat of license suspension, losing your job, inability to travel, sometimes jail time. They're threatening you with these things in order to get what they need desperately. There's a better way to do this. Unfortunately, black community and women at large doesn't even have to be black women. There are white women doing this. There's women of all races doing this. This is detrimental to your children's future. I can guarantee that any of these women collecting these funds, they're probably not going to have much to show for it after a while. They're not going to have much to show for it. They're not going to have kids college funds out of this money. So when it's time for the kids to go to college when they're 18, they're going to point back to Wayne. All right, Wayne, pay for their college. No, no, you pay some out of the child support I gave you the last 10 years. There's not going to be much left of it. There's a clip of a woman I'm going to play later, not today, of a woman saying she gets $25,000 a month, but her rent is $15,000 a month. And she gets child support. It's child support, not even alimony. It's 25K of child support. It's a Middle Eastern woman. But she spends 15000 on rent. She has $5 in her bank account, and she gets $25,000 a month. Get you get 
skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Now, the thing is, this type of behavior is not sustainable over a long period of time. That's what men have to understand. And if you get in these situations, this is what you're going to deal with. And then eventually you'll be consumed or you'll be consumed by the system. Right. Or you'll 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 burn out. You'll burn out. And then if you think you're a minute and uh, you'll burn out. And then eventually what will happen is you'll you'll go to jail and nobody will care. In fact, they intended for you to go to jail. They knew you could not sustain this. By the way, the child support system knows you can't sustain this shit. This is why they put you on these. Uh, on these, I can't find a video. This is why they put you on these situations so they can get the interest on it. They can get the interest. So yeah, he'll burn out. He'll peter out and then eventually he'll stop. That's why he can't stop working. He'll, he'll eventually do it. So let me see if I can add one more bit of this information right here. Just doing some research. Oh, this is him responding. Thank God. Okay, so a lot of people were making videos. So let's see him responding to this issue. I think this is egregious, by the way. But listen, I listen, I don't got 10 kids. I, I think any child support amount is egregious. I think it's a use, a bad use of the system. And you know what I thought about, man? Everybody complaining about how much I pay for child support, taking care of the mother of my kids and all that. But hey, it's so crazy to complain about that when there's people out here get pimped in business I ain't, you know I ain't getting pimped in business I don't smoke I don't drink I don't party so I would that's money I would have been spending anyway uh, to be real especially at this level of entertainment and if you understand taxes they're gonna get it anyway so it's like it's crazy how people be so relentless on not giving but when it comes to business and everybody be getting tore up uh, uh, by not getting their share for not having the education and intelligence to make sure they get what they worth what it is Every, every level I'm at, I'm able to afford way more than somebody at my level because I get every dollar off everything I do. Like, to be honest, I did the math, and I really, however many followers you got, that's how many millions you're supposed to be, that's how much money you're supposed to be making per dollar per follower. If you ain't making per dollar per follower, the game pimping you anyway. So, you know, yeah, I bless my... Cause I ain't going to get, you know, I'm in the M, I'm, I'm getting M's right now, but I'm going to get them B's and them, and them T's, whatever, whatever out there. So I just, I just thought I'd put that message up, man. Like, I don't, everybody's so quick to worry about giving to their own people. You know, them, them, my mothers, my kids, this is, I created that situation. They ain't make me have them kids. And it just. But be out here, I be looking at people, I'm like, dog, but you let the game pimping, you let, you let that you let them come in your neighborhood and open that chicken spot when you know you 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 your auntie cook better chicken, you won't even open your auntie a chicken spot. You know, uh you you let them you let the stores and the clothes get all the money, you know, it just and sometimes you gotta think before we speak and really do the math on things and see is it is is All right, hold up for a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Some people don't understand. They need a translator here. Um, nah. I, you know, I feel bad for the guy. I do feel bad for the guy because I know what he's under. I mean, I've had child support put on me. I'm getting child support tried to put on me now, all right, for 17 and 16-year-old kids, right, which reeks a desperation, which is an advantage for me because I'm like, hey, 
You're going to be screwed in five years. This ain't going to help you in five years, so get what you can now. It's sad, but people do this to people. I don't think he's really, I don't think he's really describing what he wants to describe. And people are saying he's deflecting, he's coping. And I haven't heard one justification for what he's doing other than potentially putting the children mother at work, him getting a benefit back or the children working. He get, he gets a benefit back. I think he's also deflecting saying, you know, business and people not open up chicken joints and this type of thing. I, I think it's kind of, it's kind of sad to be, be honest with you. He says he's trying to spit some blue chips. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a thought. I think he wanted to respond to people responding to him. And then he wants to bring it back. But I, just to be fair, I have heard him talk about this issue for years leading up to this. I think what he did was he had a moment where he wanted to t say something in a funny way. And he attempted to be funny. And now it's not funny. People were looking at him like, you moron. And some people are saying, let me show you some comments, man. I think this is sad. Let me see here. It's funny so many grown men here hating You'll be the same ones out here saying 200K ain't no money. Okay, let me see here. Some people saying I'll never have kids. You're making millions off Facebook. There was a comment. This one says that's this is a woman. That's what happens when you ain't got no salami discipline. Facts. That's facts. I can't feel bad for him after that. Let me see if I can find the comment that I wanted to highlight. There were a lot of just ignorant. Okay, he takes care of his all of his baby mamas. They have vouched for him, and he said the same thing. This is somewhat true. It just, uh, I'm just glad he's not bitter and takes responsibility, accountability for going out and having all those kids. That's true. He's a really good person, a big giver. <laughs> it's not necessarily child support, it's family support. He said he takes care of everybody. Let me see here. I heard another interview. It says, despite having 10 kids, I think he's a very stand-up guy. All right. I mean, listen, if this is you getting raked over the coals for $200,000 a month, here it is right here. Salute to a real father from a real father. I have problems with comments like this. Oh, that's Omi in a Hellcat. Wait a minute. I thought he was in prison. That's Omi in a Hellcat. Is he not in prison? Right. He's out of prison already? Salute to... Wait a minute. I don't understand how this makes him a real father. Like, I don't understand why that makes him... The, the, the other conversation was this. A real father... I couldn't find the comment. A real father takes care of his baby mothers. I don't know how in the world or why. I, let, let me put up a poll on this one. And then I'll play this clip. I got to ask this question. And then we'll wrap it up. Is Let me see if I can ask this question. Is the child's father responsible for the child's mother's life? Okay. Lifestyle. I'll, I'll say life. Let me see here. Is the is the child's is the child's father responsible for the child's mother? Now, black people are gonna be like, yes. Hold on, where is it? Is the child's father child's father 
responsible. And please answer honestly for the child's other lifestyle. Meaning that if she can't pay rent, he should pay it. Now, some women think this. A lot of men think this too. All right. So let me see here. Is the child's father responsible for the child's mother's lifestyle? All right. I'm going to have, I'm going to put it on both channels. You can vote. And uh, a lot of women have been like, see these no good ninjas? Is the child's father, meaning that five years down the line, he gets rich. Does he supposed to go back and support the child's mother? And there's cases, is the child's father, there's cases where if she was uncooperative, you can see why that father would not support her. If she was cooperative, you can see why he would support her. Is the child's father responsible? I'll put it on both channels. For the child's mother's lifestyle. Meaning rent, that she's set in life, that she has a good car, so her car doesn't break down, and not she's not in financial strife. There's people who believe this. But answer honestly, if, they, if you have kids, and she has a bad car, her car muffler falls apart, her transmission falls apart, should the child's father say, I'm going to take care of that? Here we go. All right, this is 2023, not the old days, by the way. This is 2023. This is with equality. She has a job. She, she took him to child support. She took him to child support court. She lost. She only gets 400, but she could get more by taking him in and dragging him. Let me see if I can find the clip of the woman who says she gets 25000 in child support, and uh, she's still broke. Let me see if I can find it. I had it up. Damn, where is it at? That's what he said. I had it up, ladies. Oh, Lord, I can't find it. All right, I had it up. Damn, it's gone that fast. All right, that's a damn shame. That's a shame, because I had it up. I was going to play it, but uh, anyway. I wonder where it went. I got some Kaylee's right here. I got some flatbacks. All right. Can't find it. But anyway, it was a, basically a woman saying she, oh, I got it right here. All right, I found it. You know how many tabs I got? My computer's going to run out of memory at some point. Let me pull up the woman. Here it is right here. Child support is not alimony. All right, so we'll, we'll refresh it and play it. Here we go right here. I looked at your bank account. Yeah. You have this much. Not 5000 Five dollars in the savings account. So where does your income come from now? Uh, now it comes from uh, child support. Child support. Yes. Okay. And how much is that per month? It's twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five thousand. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And how much does it cost just to live for you on a given month? With this house, it costs a lot. Probably like 15000 15000 just yeah. to keep the lights on? Yeah, but I'm selling my house now. This house? Yes. Okay, why now? You know, it's very big for me, and it's a lot, a lot of maintenance. I so, th see, that, that what I think child support should not be used for that, right? And essentially, this is exactly what I talked about. The woman's collected all that child support. She's wasted it on not the child, but mostly her. And she'll say, well, rent is a part of child support. This is why rent should not be a part of child support, right? Because she used all the child support on all the rent. Now she's selling the house 
because the daughter is about to be 18. That's, I mean, somebody even met, said this in the comment section. She knows there's no more child support. So now she has to downgrade, take money out of that house, and she's going to have to take a bad deal. All right, so she used it as alimony. And she's in a bind, right? So I'm in a bind, Nate. So she didn't improve her life with the child support. She improved it temporarily. But think about this. For the people who said it's the father's job to support the child's mother, regardless, this is what happens when you support the child's mother. Because she blows the money. She squandered the transfer of wealth. You gave her $2.8 million. She spent 2.6. And when the kid turns 18, guess what's going to happen? Hey, they need money for college. They need money for their apartment. They need money. They need, they're gonna, the kid now needs help. And now the kid's 18 to 30, and the dad's like, I helped. I did what I was supposed to do. I'm broke. Now I'm making money for the first time, and I still have to pay child support. I still have to pay, boom. And guess what? You lost access to the child. This is a, this is a, this, the, the women ruin it by being very short-sighted. Because that's potential wealth growth. That's potentially a business. That's business money that gets tied into the child support. And then all kind of pulls you down and backwards. Then the kid gets 18 and the mother says, I don't have nothing. Help. You need to help your kids. And you're like, <laughs> you see what I mean? This is crazy. So she got to downgrade her life now that she got nothing to show for it. I think this system is ridiculous at this point. It's egregious. And anybody says this is for the love of the child and supporting your children. I think you're, I won't call you a name, but you got to be a Neanderthal, right? You're a Neanderthal. Now, let's get back. Last point. It's his fault. Yeah. Ten kids, five women, roughly. That's not smart. So let's get some salami discipline out here. Let's get to these super chats. Definitely not a smart thing to do. Please consider that when you're younger, guys. Uh, this does catch up. Life does catch up with you fast. Wow. All right. Super Chats, and then we'll wrap it up. Thank you for the show. As you leave, please hit the like button. Joan Reynoso, what do you think about a single man mid-30s dating older women? I think it's Joan. What do I think about a single man mid-30s dating older women? What are you dating them for? I mean, that, my question is, what, what do you get from it? Are you homeless? Is she in a better financial position? Does she take care of you like your mother? Do you have a fetish for older women? Are you just fornicating with them? Do you like to massage the bunions on her feet? Are you going to be there when she catches the gout? Do you like when she gets drunk off of Xanax and wine? Like, what do you want from her? I just don't know because she don't have much value left or a rate of return, typically, generally. Like, she's going to decline fast and rapidly. What are you getting out of her? You don't have any other options. You have a granny fetish. I'm trying to figure out what you just talking about practice. Practice is okay. There's seven levels of make qualification for women. Practice is one of them. All right. I actually used to have this up. Nope. 
seven levels of mate qualification. The woman, she does not qualify. Which for most men, they always qualify for something. Right? She could be a fat, she could be a fat woman in leotard. There's going to be somebody that hits it. But seven levels of mate qualification. Number one, she don't qualify. Number two, she practice. Number three, all right, she's wife material. Number four, she concubine material. Number five, you're a renter or a leaser. Number six, um, <laughs> number six, she a pretender. Number seven, she a contender. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things here at play. Are you just practicing? All right, you, you need a sugar mama? Yeah, I mean, I have a sugar mama. She, she pays for all my travel. So, you know. Face Facts says, oh, sorry, Brown 310, the rent is past due out here. Yes, indeed, the rent is crazy. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Brown 310, shout out to John Doe. I empathize with the black woman's plight. However, it is up to them to cope with their trauma. Gentlemen, go where you are celebrated. Facts. Stony Montana, shout out to you for the fire. Blue Baggins, what he's saying that y'all ninjas don't understand is my money is different from your money. Uncle Earl, I got money. I got money. And it is to this point. Like I said, if he's not, if he's doing these payments voluntarily, I don't mind it. If he's, they're using the system against him, I have a problem. Also, if any of these people are leeches, I have a problem. Like they're like, I'm not going to get a job at all. I'm just going to wait for my 20000 a month. That's problematic. Shout out to Mr. Chocolate says, LOL, he's just trying to make the best of it so he doesn't feel like a slave. Definitely a ton of cope right there. It did. And I didn't even let him finish because it was a sad cope. Yeah. And um, it's definitely, let me just tell you, if you've ever been financially responsible for someone, please understand that that financial responsibility never decreases. It increases, especially when people know you got it. People are going to come to you, and what? Hey, let me let me just tell you, one of the sad things you're going to experience because you're going to say, "I want to make more money." One of the sad things you're going to experience is that well, most people don't have any money. They're going to come to you. They're going to come to you, and it's going to be humbling. It's going to be like, hey, ladies, it's going to be like when a man's horny and he comes to you. That's the only time you hear about him when he wants to get his rocks off. And he's telling you everything you need to hear. Oh, baby, you know, I've been thinking about you. You know, I miss you. I miss you. You know, I want to see you. Let me come through real quick. Let me touch on something. And let me feel them guts. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on, please. 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 I'm running game on you. Girl. I'll give you my best stuff. Look, I'm dressed up for you. Come on. Come on, baby. Please. Right. It's the same feeling. Men. Hey, I need some shoes. Hey, dad. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Can you send me 500 bucks? Get it from your mama. My mama said I didn't have nothing, but I gave her $2,000. She said she didn't have it. She said to ask you. Mm. Somebody get in trouble. Hey, you think you can lend me $15,000? <laughs> like, it's, it's one of those things they ask for, like, ninja. Okay, first of all, is there another human being you can ask for that? There's none. Now, typically, it's women, either through the past use of their vagina or through future use of their vagina that they can ask you for some crazy shit. Right? Well, you used to fuck on me, so you got 2,000? You're like, 
Like the only reason you're calling on me because I used to fuck on you. Mm. That's interesting. Or or ex-wife, a, a baby mama. Well, I used to give you this punani and you skeeted in my guts. There's a baby. So $10,000. You like, <laughs> again, all men pay. Oh, 10 grand, you say. 10 grand. All right, lady, go to anyone else and ask for that money. Ask for what you're asking for in child support. To anyone in America, nobody giving it to you. This is the retroactive payment pussy. You paying for it, right? And you're like, man, there's nobody else you can ask for this retarded. I want $3,000 a month. Okay, what, who else can you get this from? Nobody, but the only reason they're getting it is because you used to put your penis in them. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, can I, get some, can I get some now that I'm paying? They're like, hell no. Oh, so I used to put my penis in you and now I got to pay. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I just boil it down so people can understand. Mr. Chocolate says, uh, Hawkeye Cry says, why is it expensive to join? I man, listen, man, Ninja. Hey, you either got it or don't. Don't ask me why, Ninja. We ain't we ain't doing that. Ninja, you want some coupons? Ninja, go put in some work. <laughs> All right, good lord. Hey, we ain't playing them games no more. Jesus, Ninja, you either do or don't. I ain't selling nobody shit. You either do or don't, Ninja. If you don't, Ninja, I ain't going to lose low sleep. If you do, Ninja, you're going to be put up on game, Ninja. The game going to be sold, not told, in 2024. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway, good Lord. Where we at? Uh, let's see here. We got uh, PayPal, and then we can wrap it up. Let's see. I got one, two, three, four, and five. All right, here we go. Uh, shout out to Jeremy says, I appreciate you for your insight, wisdom, and knowledge. Thank you. Shout out to Jeremy, and that's a co-sponsorship. Shout out to you. I'm Spoon Zaza says, I ain't got to pay. Not my girl. He says, hit the buzzer for these dummies. Mm. That's always a cost. Guys, women are always selling. Let me just say this. I'm trying to be nice, ladies. I'm trying to be nice. Women are always selling their peace leave. All of them. And some are selling it directly or indirectly. I mean, is, this, is there a doubt about this? Is there a doubt? Ladies, are you doubting this? If they want to go on a date, they, they selling it. They're like, you need to pay, and you need to buy flowers and chocolates, and you need to invest, and you need to invest some time. They always selling it. When they married, I want a handbag, Birkin. You be like, all right, you better drop that neck. She in there acting good for a whole week. You just, for a whole week, you like, damn, she loved me. At the end of the week, she cuddle up with you, playing with the taco meat on your chest hairs. She just like, I've been looking at this handbag. You're like, that's why you've been giving me sex all week. <laughs> you either pay up on the front end or the back end. We should go on a trip. We should go on a trip, huh? $10,000 to go ten grand. By the time I book this and do that and pay for knickknacks 
and snacks and high class four dinners at the Four Seasons. All right, now we should go on a trip, huh? <laughs> now we going on a trip as we laying here naked and you touching on my peen. Now we want to go on a trip. All right, rental cars and excursions. Now we want to go on a trip. <laughs> All right, Jesus Christ. Yeah, see, that's called selling. She sold you the punani. She gave you five pieces, and now she want to go on a trip. Mm. All right, anyway, that's called selling. That, that's what it was. That's what she was leading you to do, flooding you with sex, now going on a trip. Now you haggling with people over in Cabo San Lucas for knickknacks and maracas. Maracas. What is it called? Maracas. I want a maraca. Oh, I want a hat. Oh, you want a hat? I don't want a hat. I want a hat. Go get a hat then. I was hoping you could give me a hat. Now you at the hotel. (laughs) Roar. 15 minutes worth of work. Now you buying her knickknacks all around Cabo. Yeah. Come on. That's called selling. She sold you the Punani. Let me stop. I want a bigger house. I want a house with a kitchen island and an island. And I want this with the cabinets. I want an open floor plan. Nah, we ain't got no money for that. That's out of my budget. All right, I'll look into it. Mm. <laughs> No government name says, Coach, I was at a baseball game on Saturday. Ran into a girl that made me RP back in the 2000s, 2020. She was sitting with her new boyfriend, but when she saw me, she started texting me, even though he was sitting right there with her, despite the fact that we hadn't talked in over a year at this point. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, isn't the attention of her new boyfriend enough? Please give her the buzzer. Nope. Indeed. No, man. They always playing kind of this game. This is what they do, man. And listen, we do this as a means to not complain. We do this to set expectations. Realize there's always a manipulation. There's always something going on. I think we should get a swimming pool. We don't need no pool. We got a community pool down there. Yeah, but I like a swimming pool in the back. Maybe we can get a little frisky if we put a hot tub back there. Oh, really? You'll get frisky? Yeah, we'll put the, bed, we'll put the kids to bed and we'll go skinny dipping. Really? Can't you imagine it? What'll happen if we was in a jacuzzi right now? She starts unbuttoning your button, buttons on your shirt. And then what we could do is go in there and go skinny dipping. Oh, really? Sounds good, huh? Mm-hmm. Come in here. I'll show you a preview. All right, I'll look into that pool there. I'll get Hector on it. All right, Hector, I know a guy. I know a guy that can build us a pool. Ninja, you're going to go skinny dipping one goddamn time. <laughs> All right. And she's going to be like, oh, the chlorine in my vagina makes it hurt. I got an infection. Mm. <laughs> All right. You didn't pay for them to dig the hole, put the damn thing down, put the water in it, fresh water. You got the heat in there, heated pool. Now she's talking about her vagina irritated. You going up in there on the skinny dipping. First day, $40,000 down the drain. Mm. Oh, the neighbors can see us. We need a higher wall. All right. <laughs> you like goddamn. <laughs> All right, yo. Yo, shout out to you, man. Hey, listen, I done lived this life. I didn't see many people make these mistakes. 
As soon as you put the pool in, she want to divorce you. I think we need a divorce. Huh? What? And I'm keeping the house. All right, where are we at? Dayless, yeah, and the pool, now the pool boy got to come over while she at home, and the pool boy come over. She back out there playing with her hair. Oh, look at the pool boy. You pay for the pool boy to come through every week. And now you at work to pay for that pool working overtime. And she's like, you're never here. You leave me here lonely. I think the pool boy's at the door. I'll call you back. Click. (laughs) Pool boy laying it down. (laughs) On the pool you pay for, you at work working 15-hour shifts to pay for the pool. Now the pool boy got more pudusy than you. Y'all fall for this trap every time. Shit. All right. Shout out to Daylight Coach. Wish you had gotten that super chat. Wait. Wish you have gotten this super chat first, brother. He says you heard about the new law that will fine mothers $500 for preventing fathers from picking up their kids in Texas. He says the BW is going crazy. Here's a video. You have to show this. Uh, I'm going to have to set it up afterwards. He says this is one video you have to play, brother. Shout out to you. I hope. I'm glad. I think parental alienation is a is a crime and it is abuse. All right. And these people, these women who committed should be thrown in jail. Facts. And I don't believe any woman at this point uh, that says, oh, wait a minute. That says their fathers don't want to be a part of their kids' lives. It's an absolute lie. It's atrocious. They're keeping those kids from the father. Send me the link, man, because it didn't it didn't pull up, but I'll look it up. I'll look it up. They're, they're lying. Again, if you join me late, what the mother should be doing is calling the father up. Hey, that hey, father, I want you to be a part of the kid's life. They have a football game on Saturday. They have a uh, dance recital on, on Thursday. Like giving them the time, the location. These women literally keep information from the father and then say the father don't come. <laughs> then they be like, well, the father, if he really wanted to come, he would try. I can't show the video, man. I, I don't show videos like that. It's the end of the show, by the way. I'll, I'll do a whole nother show. Like, you're like, bro, like, call the dad up. Hey, you want to come kick it with your kids all week? I'm going to Florida. Nope. They'll put them kids with a relative. They put them with an aunt. They'll let the mother-in-law fly in, stay with the kids. And then be like, the, the dad don't want to be a part of the kid's life. Jesus. Like you fucking terrorists. All right, shout out to Das Token says. And by the way, the video link did not come in. Uh Das Token says Wayne. Oh, by the way, put it on locals too. Put it on locals. Uh Wayne's jewelry is rented. He says, I'm not buying that he doesn't wait. I'm not buying that he makes that much unless he owns a multiple family residence and businesses we don't know about. Dude, I, I swear to Das Token, please trust me. <laughs> trust me. I don't care about no goddamn jewelry rented. I wouldn't buy that gaudy shit anyway. Dude, if you run the numbers on what social media people can, Are you trying to fuck me over? What are you doing? I think you're trying to make me say something I don't want to say. I'm just letting you know, man. Like, people don't have any idea what social what you could make. And he's directly monetized. <laughs> this shit is unbelievable. Like he's completely, I'm, I'm demonetized and I got to jump through hoops harder. He's getting straight 
And not only that, dude, he's got sponsorships. It's, let me let me keep it going. I'm not going to defend what you don't know. This is out of control. <laughs> Look, I, if, if I was rich, I wouldn't buy no goddamn jewelry. Not that gaudy shit. I wouldn't buy none of that $400 cheap ass <laughs> diamonds. I wouldn't buy a real what let me let me show you. I wouldn't buy a real whatever the hell that is on his neck. Let me find that video. Like you think I'm gonna buy some goofy shit like this, ninja? Hold up for a second. Look at that shit. I would rent it too. I would I would even pay for the fake version of that. But I I'm letting you know, man. Uh I need money says, as a man, my phone only rings when people want things. Dude, I can relate. As a man, as a man, not many people check on you. Only time they check on you is when they need you or when, let me just say this. When a woman, when a woman once needs you, it's normally because you serve a purpose. Like either a relationship, they're going to get a commitment. You make them feel good. Like if none of those were available to them, they would not even contact you at all. So there's that. Then when you have people that need a financial need, they won't reach out to you and do. And when they reach out to you, it's burning. Again, it did not work. (laughs) All right. The house is on fire when they reach out to you. They be like, all right. Hey, uh, you think you can do me? Oh, one more thing. Yep. Your mother. One more thing about it. Is that by the time they reach out to you, Ninja, you just helping them for two days. They've reached out to five other people. They, re- they got five other people that they're reaching out to. You're one of them. And then, and then you're not helping them really. Like the what you can do for them far outseeds their temporary need, Right? So their need is to get out of this situation. But what they'll what 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 you'll do is over time, you could have helped them take whatever that need is, that money, and you could have schooled them how to on how to parlay. For instance, you could have put them to work for you. You could have that, right? Be an asset to you. You could have told them how to invest. Over a year or five months or however you've been dealing with them, they could have made that money 10 times. Right? But they did it. They did it. They literally screwed the pooch. They screwed the pooch, effing around, splurging, going on dates, and then now they get in a need in a bind. Okay? They get in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. And you're going, God dang. So the little thing you are helping them with is actually going back to bullshit. It, it's going back to something that Ninja, you can't, she couldn't even parlay that. You're just like, what? And this goes for family members, parents. This goes for family members, children, girlfriends, ex-girlfriends, baby mamas. 
And you got to understand that when you, when you see this, you just got to feel sad for them. Like, damn, like they really in a screwed up position, but they lazy. You was like, look, you could have been a part of this. You could have helped me with this, but they don't want to do it. They just like, give me the money. And, um, I actually been telling a lot of people, even when, even when they get to a point where they're child, like child support, they're in a financial bind. They are fucked up. Even if they get a good financial uh, dropout for them, they they going they paying back bills. They're not paying it for it. Like again, how many baby mothers have you heard? How many women on alimony have you heard? Take the alimony, parlay it, use their own money for their living expenses, and then become a millionaire by saying, I got alimony, I invested it, and I'm a millionaire. How many? Zero. None. It's all going backwards and a little bit forward. <laughs> they going to get the money and go right. Boom. And eventually they'll be able to get a purse, a handbag, do their nails and hair. And then when that shit run out, they still going to be in a bind. That shit is just comical to me. So never feel bad about it. Oh, similarly, you go to the junior college. This is why, guys, I don't understand why guys don't want to give women money. I get it. But you're saying they're finessing you. Let me just tell you as a man, they're not finessing you. They're not. They get that little money, <laughs> right? They get that little money and it's gone as soon as you gave it to them. I guarantee you, you got more value out of her. But you, make sure you get some value out of her. You got way more value. Das Tokens, you're wrestling with something. Just chill out, guy. Chill out, my guy. You're, you're, you're wrestling with something you don't need to wrestle with. Just it's, it's not even a point. But let me go back to my point. Because he's ch- trying to make a point, and you're just, you're just embarrassing yourself at this point. All right? But soon as you give them the money, it's gone. Soon as you give them the money, you can give them a you can give them 500, 200, 150, 50, 250, whatever you gave them, poof. Before they get in a car, the money's gone. <laughs> right? They spent it, they bought to spend it, they bought to smoke it up, they bought to buy some food, they bought to pay off a credit card. That shit going backwards. Please don't understand. Even if you took them to dinner, you could take them to dinner, pay for the dinner. They can jump in a car and the gas will be on E with the engine light on. They didn't get shit. Yep, somebody said it. Gas gauge on empty. I know women that do. They don't got no money in their account. They cash app is negative 135. <laughs> right? So you'd be like, have you ever done this? A relative, anybody. You say, hey, um, they like, hey, hey, I'm in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. All right, I'll, I'll cash app you something. You want me to cash app it? They're like, nah. What do you want me to do? You want me to write you a check? Nah. Can you meet me? On this side of town and give me the 200. Wait, hold up. 
Why can't I cash app you? Why can't I write you a check? Why can't I send you a cash app? Send it to my friend's cash app. Why? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> they, have no, they, they, they don't got no access to their bank account. That's how far up in the bind they are by the time they talk to you. That money is going to go to back uh, four bounce checks and a overdraft fees. It's going, it's going messed up, all right? They, they, they cash app is on, yeah. <laughs> I see it happen all the time. Girls come to my house, come back, look at a, yo, damn, you on E? Yeah, I'm on E. Like, you literally rode over here on E. And they was hoping that you could fix that bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. All right? <laughs> it's like. Somebody said I called it. Yeah, dude, it is su- it's one of those things that when you see it, you just like, man, these people are effed up. I don't care how much money they got either. Because you know what's going to happen next. Them tires going to go out. And they going to go drop the car off. And the tires going to say, you need two tires. And it's going to be $600 with labor and, 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 and uh, tires. They ain't got it. They ain't got it. Or let's say they got it. They ain't got rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Now they short on rent. I'm telling you how women work. (laughs) So never think they're finessing you. These women in the bind, they're not finessing you. They're not. Trust me. I'm going to tell you. 90% of the women are not finessing you unless you get no value back. Like they call you up, you give them the money and you get nothing back. That's a finesse. But it don't matter if they get if they get 500 bucks today, they go get their nails done. Nails done. That's 225, 250. What happens when the car goes out? What happens when the car battery dies? What happened? Guys, you know that car battery going to go out. You know that radiator going to go out. You know them tires going to be, <laughs> right? And it's goofy when you see their ass on the side of the road. You're like, mm, yep, you know when they them them brake pads, them brakes, you know them brakes squeaking, and they're going to be calling your ass. I'm in a bind, Nate. Oh, oh, oh. This, you used up your freebie. Now it's time to drop off that punani. It's trying to drop it off. Hey, look, let me check the ones. Did I get, um, do I consider child support financial abuse? Yes. In most cases, yes. It's unnecessary. Uh, and these people who work for child support, they're pieces of shit. All right. Ain't nothing, uh, ain't nothing to it. All right. They're pieces of shit. They know what they're doing. Child support was you. It, it was intended for one reason. They're abusing it. All right. Spoon Zaza says, I ain't got to pay. Not my girl. Rob says, ha, uh, he has a brand to protect. If he says the wrong thing, he'll be canceled by his baby mamas with drama. He knows this. So he has to play it cool. Facts. Actually, was going to talk about that. Forgot that point, but you're right. The reason why he has to say this is that because if he said what I say about child support, they're going to call him a deadbeat. And there goes his business. But me, on the other hand, I could call these people a deadbeat, bloodsuckers of the poor, all right, welfare addicts, all right, uh, schemers, theft. I could call them what it is, and it is what it is. <laughs> all right. But uh, he has to he has to walk that line. In fact, he cannot say anything that I say. So that's why he has to say that. I look, I look, 
I look, I look out for my family. I take care of my baby, my child's mothers. Because why? In fact, our poll says 95% of people do not agree that the mother should be taken care of. And what I would say is, as a, as a result of the mother's inability to support herself or be financially stable, why aren't the kids with the father? Somebody answer me that. For people who say that the man's supposed to support the mother, why aren't the kids primarily with the father? And then they're going to say, well, he out touring and making content. What is she doing? Eating potato chips? Drinking beer? Fornicate? And by the way, another man is getting the results of that payment as well. So he's being extorted. When the mother comes up, I guarantee you a man, another man financially uh, benefits from Country Wayne's support, which I think is egregious. I've had these situations come up at the junior college. Some girl will be in an open relationship. She'll be in a bind. She'll be talking about, oh, I make as much money as my boyfriend. And she'll be talking that shit. Then she'll get in a bind. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't support men. Like, if any of this money goes back to support, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This money inevitably goes back, and in some way, the man benefits. So, I don't support men. So, if that woman got a boyfriend, a husband, a baby daddy, another baby daddy, I don't support other men. Now, if you just live by yourself and you have a, you down on your luck. <laughs> if you down on your luck and you live by yourself. Okay, maybe. Maybe if you have a female roommate. Well, maybe you can introduce me to her. And I can take her ass for a test spin. Now, I got two people that I can look out for if I'm doing that. But if you got a roommate and, I, and I'm bailing you out. Or you using my child support and you got a whole female or male roommate? Hell no. <laughs> you better introduce me to that female roommate and somebody about to be dropping that net. It's barbecue in there. I mean, listen, man. <laughs> but you got a whole man living up there? I'd be damned if I send any child support and you got a man living up in the house. Or you got some kids that can work? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. And them kids ain't working? Well, I got kids and... Okay, how old are your kids? Oh, they's 18 and 17. Where do they work at? Jack in the Box? McDonald's? Oh, they ain't got no job? I ain't seen this shit. (laughs) What? I ain't sending Nathan. Not to no grown-ass people. Unbelievable, man. These people out here, it's a shame. You know what? 85% of people are lazy, deaf, dumb, and blind. And that's why, guys, it don't take you much. You need to go try to find you a bag. Go find your ass a bag, please. It was going to solve half of your problems, all right, with these people out here. This is crazy. And it ain't my kids. I'll be damned if, yo, you got grown-ass kids and you asking me for a little bit of help, you in a bind. Look all that. You better take their paycheck. This is crazy. People out of their damn gourds out here. And then don't let the kid got no kid neither. Wait a minute. Your kid got a kid and live with you. You asking me for help. Where's the, da- where's the daddy of that kid? And this is essentially what child support does. 
they basically say, and the women that take you on child support, one of the reasons they take you is because they're on welfare. They're on welfare, welfare, right? So a woman gets on welfare, either EBT, SNAP, all right, any government, you know, they want to lower their electric bill. They say they're in a bind. As soon as they go to social services and ask for this welfare, the welfare says, do you have kids? And then she'll have to put, I got two kids. I can't make it. I'm a useless human being. I'm a damn parasite. I'm a leech. I'm a useless adult. All right, that's basically what they're saying. Then the social services says, well, wait a minute. Who supports these kids? Social services has to ask that. Do you get any child support from this father? And the woman says, no, because I'm stealing time away from the father. So I can't talk to him. Okay, go put that man on child support first. And then we'll cover what what can't be covered. So you need to get him on child support so he can contribute. Because the government is not just going to hand out shit to a woman who steals time away from a father. So she's got to steal time from the father. Then go to social services. Social services got to steal from the father, extort the father under duress, make him make payments under penalty of imprisonment and or suspended license. And then the mother gets to get welfare. That's essentially what happens. Mm. All right. That's, that's how the system works. All right. And then these welfare recipients who make $35,000, all right, at child support because they can't do no other job. All right. They find a way to be a part of this system. And then they extort fathers. All right. So anyway, <laughs> stop, man. Hey, listen, I never share links directly immediately as soon as you send them. So let me do an entire show. That's how I do it. I don't just take a link and pop it up. All right. I do have to preview it first. All right. And so I will have a field day. I appreciate you. But you didn't even send a good link. The link did not go anywhere. All right. You can look at it. I've never shared a video where somebody sent me a link to immediately. So be careful, be patient, all right? And I will get to it, assuming I remember. I get a lot of links, but what you should do is go on my locals and send the links because that's how I format my program. Share it on locals, let me preview it, let me collect my thoughts, and then share it. Otherwise, you guys will send me pornography and I will share it. Then my show's off the air. All right, Spoon Zaza says, Coach, the amount of women dating men and coming to us for help when they're in a bind is too damn high. So many of them with broke men who are useless and can be utilized. That's facts. That's facts. Right? Women will be dating two and three men and then be coming to you on, in a bind. And then ninjas is clapping her cheeks and you're supporting them. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Right? It's absolutely ridiculous. That's the absolute truth. By the way, almost all these women that are at the junior college that are in a financial bind, some man's smashing it and you're paying in some sort of way. So really, so really get a used to really get used to understanding that. A woman that comes to you, she's not coming without nobody else examining that 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 ass. Okay. Somebody else is examining that ass, all right? And then they come to you asking you for something else. But anyway, that's not even deniable, not even debatable. All, no woman single. And you weren't the first person they ask or you won't be the last. She gonna just going down the line. All right, anyway. 
Yep, serial daters. Then yeah, they serial dating guys, and then on Tinder, and they ain't talking to you, and they better than you. All of a sudden, they in the bind, and they just had somebody skeeting their guts the previous night. Somebody else gut skeeted them, and they asking you for something. They got some damn nerve. By the way, Sports Channel coming up. I needed to get some salad after this, but Sports Channel coming up one o'clock. All right. I'll put the link for the lazy people in here. Yes, we going to the sports channel next, 1 o'clock. I done forgot. But uh, let me go ahead and share the link with you brothers there uh, that want to go ahead and watch over there. It is not CGA Got Game. It's at CGA Sports. And we'll throw it in there for you brothers. Let's see if I can get it over there. Let me paste it in. All right. Pasted it over there. There we go. Uh and the link is in the description box below right there. We're going to have the trash teams of the NFL. All right. Uh, let's see if I can put it right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a salad in, and there's the link right there. Click the link in the description box, and we out of here. Peace.